This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello there, folks, and thank you for listening to the show. I'm Joanna. I'm Nate, and we are Stranger Than, a podcast discussing unsolved mysteries, weird occurrences, misunderstood phenomena, and creepy happenings. As always, the Stranger Than podcast logo art is brought to you by Cthulhu Art. The link will be in the show notes. This is the second of our listener request episodes. This one is from Amanda, and it is about Mandela Effect. Amanda sent us an email. Thank you very much, Amanda. Yeah, it was like our second email we ever got, and that's awesome. It is very awesome. Because I, you know, we've had that little spiel about emailing us, you know, oh, almost a year now. Damn near a year. <laughs> and finally, finally, Amanda sent us one with a request. So we are, of course, happy to do that. We are. And so here we have a Mandela effect. Simply put, the Mandela effect is the belief that discrepancies between memories and reality are caused by unintentional travel between alternate universes. We'll get into more examples later on in the show, but to help define Mandela effect, we have a line from Snow White. The evil Queen Grimhild, I didn't know she was her name was Queen Grimhild. I actually had to look it up. Mm-hmm. I don't think they ever say her name in the actual Disney movie. Well, no, because I think this was one of the... the uh fairy tales that had like germanic roots yeah probably yeah sounds like it grim grimhild is a fairly germanic name Mm -hmm. well she's standing at her mirror she's looking into it and she asks the mirror who the fairest of them all is does she say mirror mirror on the wall or magic mirror on the wall it's magic mirror on the wall in our current reality i remember it. it as mirror mirror what about you i remember it as mirror mirror too and I'm sure many of you out there also remember it as Mirror Mirror. It's enough of a thing to be on the internet, for sure. That's right. <laughs> this phenomenon is called Mandela Effect because of the belief that Nelson Mandela died in the 80s, when, in this universe, he died in 2013. This was the memory discrepancy that brought the phenomenon to a fairly well-known status. As in many cases of the subjects we choose, there is an X-Files episode about it. And as usual, I have not seen it. And not so usual, I have actually not seen it either. I I meant to to see it. It was in a really later season. I didn't, I haven't watched as much of like... The reboot or the continuation, I guess. It's not really a reboot. Is it it one of the reboot episodes? Yeah, it's season 11. Season 11, oh, okay. And I believe the original series stopped at 9. Did it stop at 9? I couldn't remember if it was, I was like, am I, you know, like, was it season 9 that it stopped or was it season 11... It stopped season 9 or 10, and then it picked up, and it's either 10 and 11 or 11 and 12. Okay. I feel like maybe it is 10 and 11. I think so, too. Yeah. So, I haven't... No, I haven't had time to watch any of the reboot, and and, uh, honestly, I probably didn't watch a whole lot past, you know, like, the last, like, few seasons of the Well, like, Fox was gone, and the T-1000 was there, and... Right, and I mean, he's cool and everything, but I, I really dug, like, the first... 
you know, three or four seasons, I right, think, were like right. kind of like X Files Prime. Well, probably episodes. Probably because the people who wrote it had a lot of time to write the first huge batch of stories, and so mm-hmm. they were kind of up against the you know gun when it came to seasons, some of the later seasons. Right, and just coming up with new source material probably at, at some point it's just like okay this is getting a little so i took them 20 years or whatever to uh <laughs> come out with the you know seasons 10 and 11 or 15 years whatever it was yeah although i didn't i feel like so season 10 i think only had like a few episodes i think it was like four or six or something like that because that was the netflix one right or hulu i don't know yeah i, I remember it was on no it was on regular tv it was, oh, on, was like, it on regular tv q13 but um I watched like the. I don't think I watched like the last two of whatever last new season was, I and I haven't watched any from like this season. Yeah, I never really got into the the new seasons because I really haven't watched all of the old ones. So I kind of felt that it's a lot of catching up to do that I'm not <laughs> overly willing to do. Yeah, I love it. I just I just have favorite ones that I tend to like rewatch a lot. Right. Right. At any rate, uh, there are two main theories for the cause of Mandela effect. One is psychological, and the other is caused by parallel universes intersecting. Okay, I would say that there's probably like three, because there's like the time hopping too, which okay. I know can yeah, like I... kind of intertwine with parallel totally. universe, but then there's like kind of its own standalone We'll go with three of them. Yeah, yeah. Also time travel. So psychological, parallel universes, and time travel. Each of these, with the exception of time travel, are further broken down, which we'll talk about. First, we're going to talk a little bit about the universe as we understand it. Universe, as we know, is a very large place. It's infinitely large, in fact. As the universe is infinitely large, there are an infinite number of planets where an infinite amount of possibilities are occurring. With the universe being such a crazy big place, the rules of probability imply that nothing is unique. And somewhere, there is another Earth where events have played out similarly or identical to how events have played out in our own. Or maybe two or three Earths that are the same way. Infinite is a lot. Yes, infinite is infinite. That's true. That's why they call it that. (laughs) Uh, This particular theory relies on two assumptions. One being that the universe is infinite, and the other being that every possibility can take place within the Hubble volume. The Hubble volume is the volume of space that represents the observable universe. So that would be the 14 billion years since the Big Bang. That's all fairly mainstream stuff there. Now, we have a model of parallel universes that resembles a bunch of soap bubbles. So you're going to squirt some dish soap in a bowl and start filling it with water from the faucet. He said squirt. I did. (laughs) I might say doo-doo later. As the water meets the soap, a bunch of bubbles start forming, all expanding at different rates than one another. Now, each of these bubbles can represent a universe. It's complete with stars, planets, etc. There are a couple ways this can be possible, one of which is called eternal inflation. This is an extension of the inflation theory, which is an extension of the Big Bang theory. So the Big Bang theory is the accepted theory as to how the universe was created. This is the one where about 14 billion years ago, there was a singularity that was dense, hot as fuck. A singularity is a location that becomes infinite and doesn't follow any specific system. So it's just a random point of chaos. It's hard to imagine because it follows no specific system. So it's sort of unimaginable, right? Right. Well, and it's just like what was there before there was something there. 
like which it's is a bunch the, of something coming out of nothing basically like it's like a, it's a math problem probably right. there's like all kinds of weird shit like who knows Definitely no one not knows, math actually. that I know for no sure one, or, have, or can even wrap my head around. Right, no. And it's, and it's something that no bit. one knows because, I mean, all of this is, is all theory. Yeah, because, like, no one was there watching. <laughs> or if they were, then we can't perceive them. And right. And chances are they can't perceive us. This singularity expanded, creating all kinds of energy and then began to cool. As it cooled, things started to form. Rocks, planets, stars, lemurs, all the while still expanding. So it's cooling. It's making shit, but it's still getting bigger. This expansion was done in a way that the scale of the scale of space itself changed. It didn't just get bigger, so that the things it had already made didn't stay as they were. They also, the spaces in between things expanded. It's similar to the expanding Earth theory we talked about in a Hollow Earth episode. So that's the one where each of the continents were stuck in one spot and everything else drifted out creating the continental drift so it was really the planet getting larger right as opposed to like tectonic shifts within the earth's core that caused them to exactly apart. because in hollow earth theory there's no core right well there is but there's people living on it and stuff yeah, yeah. nazis and what have you probably elvis too hopefully so each point in space is stationary and the area between the stationary points expand inflation theory says that less than a second after the initial expansion, the universe continued to expand, but less rapidly. During this expansion, it's theorized that there were quantum fluctuations, which are temporary changes in the amount of energy in a point in space. So instead of it being uniform, there's ones that are a little bit higher, and ones that are a little bit lower. These quantum fluctuations caused bubble universes to be made. Each of the universes is expanding away from each other at faster than the speed of light, making it probably impossible to ever observe, let alone travel to. Right. Eternal inflation is a theory that each of these universes are expanding at different rates, and when the inflation starts, it makes an infinite number of universes. The fact that we cannot observe these other universes makes it an unlikely candidate for the cause of Mandela effect. It's just some background on some of the theories for... Uh, Right, so the soap bubble theory doesn't really hold water as far as the Mandela effect because it would be too hard for the universes to be seeping through one another or for us to Yeah, because yeah, each universe is, is traveling away from one another at the speed of light or faster than the speed of light. Mm -hmm. And since we can only observe up to the speed of light, I mean, we can see light, right? That we can't really, I mean, we can't go past it. Mm-hmm. Another theory is the ekpyrotic theory. In ekpyrotic theory, a universe is created when two brains collide. Not B-R-A-I-N, but B-R-A-N-E, which is a zero-dimensional physical object that has math and possibly other attributes like charge. How does something zero dimensions? I don't understand string theory, and this is a part of string theory. As far as I understand, it's kind of a placeholder for an object in a lower dimension from a higher dimension. Yeah. An example would be in a two-dimensional world, a line drawn is an obstacle for the two-dimensional person. Just a straight so like, line. Like stick man on a piece of paper. You draw stick a man. line in front of him and he can't go He's, past it. Exactly. Now, us in a three-dimensional world, which is a higher dimension than two dimensions, that line drawn in front of the stick man is nothing to us 
Right. But like a wall, perhaps. A wall, perhaps. That is something we can't just walk straight through. So for something in a four-dimensional world, that wall is, to them, what the line drawn on the piece of paper is to us. So what this brain, I believe, is just the wall or that line as represented to a higher dimension. Yeah, I still can't visualize that even it's, a little bit. It's just a placeholder. It's it's nothing but a placeholder. It's just it's like a a a way to say something's there without actually providing the something to be there. And I think it's probably mainly for use in these complicated ass theories. It's just like, oh, here's the convenient placeholder of something that is there, but it doesn't it, really matter what it is. Right. It's yeah. yeah. It's just it's a mind fuck. That's just too much of a mind fuck for me. So in this theory, the universe is a result of two brains colliding. However, it's possible that they two co- holders colliding. Then exactly two placeholders colliding. It's How, like all I can see is like two like candlesticks or something. Like could be that. Could be candlesticks. Could be anything. That's why they. I mean, as far as I understand, I could be completely fucking wrong. Because this was fairly complicated. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that these things collide more than once, and each collision makes a separate universe. I find this also... collide. A, a good example I saw was... And a new world is created. It was if when you're taking a bed sheet and you're uh, shaking it on the bed, so you've got it by two mm-hmm. hands, and each time it hits, you know, you're flapping it up and down. Right. And each time it hits the bed that you know, the bed is a brain and each hit is a brain so that's the collision and each time it each collides time it hits the bed that's all the different universes <laughs> being created again this is probably has nothing to do with mandela effect since they're just out away from one another unless maybe the brain recollides in a similar spot and there's two overlapping universes right but you know whatever now we've got the classic idea of parallel or alternate universes And this is called the mini-worlds interpretation. So this is when every time a quantum event occurs, a universe is made. A quantum event is just something happening. Taking a left instead of a right, buying an apple instead of a banana. This, of course, creates an infinite amount of universes all happening at the same time. The closer the split, the more similar it is to the universe it's split from. So that's like your regular old idea in most science fiction. Just, you know, there's most things are the same, but maybe when Reagan was shot, he died. And so, you know, Bush became president earlier mm-hmm. and some crazy shit happened. So, you know, very similar but different universes. I would think it would be very different, though, then. It could be. Well, it depends how close to the event you are. Mm-hmm. So within a couple of months after it happens... Not so much, but maybe many years down the road, quite a bit different. Mm-hmm. Now, here is where it starts to get a little bit confusing. <laughs> Here's where it starts to get confusing. These realities are all happening in the same place at the same time as each other. Since everything is occurring in the same time and place, it's not really a split. There's a thing called a quantum superposition that states that any two or more things can be added together to create a valid state. This is the most likely candidate in my eyes 
as far as parallel universes are concerned for Mandela Effect because the accessibility to the other universes, you know, since they're all happening as this is happening right now. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the so the adding of the two or more things creating a valid state, so the two universes colliding is still a valid thing that's happening. And that's, I mean, I feel like. You think that's why that's hap- the Mandela effect is. We're still, yeah, I, 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 you know, you know, yeah. The most likely candidate. Right. As opposed to the hand of God place holders. Right. Well, and it could just be and because soap bubbles. I don't understand stuff. <laughs> well, it's not even stuff that's like provable anyways, so And it's stuff that is difficult to understand. It is stuff that's difficult to understand. There's that an, is for damn sure. There's another theory that is even more difficult to prove, and this is just one that says that any if a physicist is going to sit down and create it on paper a mathematically possible universe, it probably exists. And that's just because the math works. That's well, just, you know, another one. Just going to throw another one out there. So basically, like, uh, someone can just, like, write out the formula for a universe. And so because they can do that, it must exist? It can exist because of the infinite size of space. So if something can mathematically work, there's a probable, there's a high probability that out there somewhere in the infinite expanses of space, it has, in fact, happened because it's possible. So how is it that we are switching universes? Some believe that it's the Large Hadron Collider somehow caused this in 2008 by causing a rip in time and space. So is this the smashy together thingy? Yeah, the Large Hadron Collider is a particle collider under the France-Switzerland border. A particle collider is a device used to slam particles into one another so scientists can observe what happens. And that's what it did? It, it slammed particles against each other? And they believe... Now, there's no, you know, evidence to support this, but they do believe that it caused, it ripped time and space somehow when they did this. And so that's why we're, that's why we're now experiencing Mandela effect. Mandela effect. Yeah. Because of the stupid smashy together thingy. Because of the stupid smashy together thingy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, maybe we should give some more examples of. Mandela effect like have you seen the one where it's the Flintstones versus the Flintstones yeah you know I never saw Flintstones now that'd be F-L-I-N and then no T right which doesn't even make any fucking sense no because Flint is a stone right and they live in the stone age in bed rock Mm -hmm. yeah the whole thing is just a one giant pun basically right about you know cavemen basically and yeah yeah Obviously, you would use a flintstone to start fire. Yeah, or all kinds of shit. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just don't understand why it would be the Flintstones. And that one's apparently that has, like, come and gone. Like, it was Flint stones mm-hmm. for a while, and then Flint stones for a while, and back to Flint stones. And again, I never remember it being anything but Flint stones. All I remember is Flintstones. There's the Berenstein Bears one. Right, which is where it's, instead of being Berenstein, ending in S-T-E-I-N, it's Berenstain, 
ending in S-T-A-I-N. This would be the popular, I think it came out in the 60s, about a, a family of bears, and they would mm-hmm. do stuff, drive around in 1930s cars and what have you. Well, yeah, I mean, it was a book series, and then they developed a cartoon oh, off of it. Yeah, there was a cartoon. And, you know, just your typical trying to teach your kids some fucking life lessons type of shiz. Don't be a dick. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, a lot of people constantly remember it as being S-T-E-I-N, and when, in fact, it's S-T-A-I-N. And there's actually a thing on Reddit where, like, this person posted a VHS where, like, the main label says shows it S-T-A-I-N, but then the secondary label shows it as S-T-E-I-N. And that could have just been a misprint. I feel like if enough people have gotten it wrong, then I think, you know, that moves higher up to, like, labeling and all that kind of stuff. I mean, who knows? I certainly remember it as Berenstain and not Berenstain. It tripped me out when they were like, oh, no, no, Berenstain. I'm like, what's what's all this? So maybe it's just that we, I mean. Maybe it's just that our brains have just always interpreted it that way. Possibly. Steen is a more common ending than stain. It's the same with the Oscar Mayer. Right, because it's uh, actually spelled M-A-Y-E-R. Not M-E-Y-E-R. However, there are many, I mean, it's a common, not a common, but it's a somewhat common surname is Mayer, spelled M-A-Y-E-R, and it's pronounced Mayer. And so it's strange for, in this one instance, for it to be pronounced Meyer, because I certainly always thought it was M-E-Y-E-R. Oh, yeah, I would have thought that, too. But as... Of course, have many people on the internet because people are convinced that it was at some point M E Y E R and M, and it's actually M A Y E R. And all these examples that we're giving to you, no one has ever, these aren't things that have been like rebranded where at one point it was this way and then they changed it. Right. Apparently, right. it's like always been M A Y E R. So, but I mean, I don't know. I was thinking a lot on, on the Oscar Mayer example and i just think it's people they have the song they have that song you know it's like my baloney has a first name it's o-s-c-a-r my baloney has a second name and then it's people think it's it's m-e-y-e-r but you can say m-a-y-e-r and it sounds very similar and when you think about the word meyer anyway like if you're talking about like the fact that the m-a-y-e-r shouldn't be pronounced like meyer neither should m-e-y-e-r technically I guess that's true. Because well, M E Y E R if you're if you're going frenetic here, it would be either Meyer or Meyer. Well look at the word I, like the eyeball in your head, E Y E. Yes. So that's the word that's I true. is directly in there. That's true. I'm just saying that if I you're gonna think... go straight phonetics, yeah. Yeah. But you don't want to do that with the English language because <laughs> then you're just gonna get everything all fucked up. But a lot of things in the English language came from other languages and well, all it of could it did, be yeah. Like, all right, so my sister has a stepdaughter, and her name is Colleen, but it is spelled like Colleen, C-O-L-L-E-E-N. Because Uh when her mom picked that, I guess her mom couldn't figure out what to name her, so she referred to her dad, my brother-in-law, and he wanted to name her Colleen. But then she was like, okay, we'll do that, except we're going to pronounce it Colleen. And that's her name and how we pronounce it it's colleen even though it's spelled like colleen right does she have like 
accents over the O at all? Huh? No. No. So I'm like, maybe the Meyer family was just like, this is how we're pronouncing our last name. That could well be. I mean, one time when I was working at a catalog sales place, I got a call in and the last name, because it would pop up the person's name if they had ordered before. Oh, is before. this when we worked at Eddie Bauer together? Yeah, and it was, uh, the last name was Colon. Mm-hmm. C-O-L-O-N. Colon. Right. Yes. But the lady said it was Cologne. Cologne, yes. Like, all right. Well, because you don't want- I would say that too. Your last name to be Colon, but look at Colin Powell- Right. Is a very big figure, but it's spelled C O L I N. It's spelled like Colin. Right. But it's pronounced Colin. Right. Which is weird because you'd think you'd want to go by Colin instead. Yeah, I would. I would want to. Yeah. If it were me, but yeah. But hey, whatever. He's secure enough that he's he Colin. Mm-hmm. He's secure <laughs> enough with Colin as his first name. But again, like, just because very few you know like this tiny little percentage of somebody with like that name spelling is going to pronounce it that way that doesn't mean anything besides right. people can pronounce and spell things however they want basically yeah especially when it comes to a name right especially comes to i mean oscar meyer's been around for fucking ever it has been around forever yeah now maybe it's that we are naturally just kind of sliding in and out of parallel universes and a lot of us were in a universe where it was m-e-y-e-r and we've just happened to be in this universe or something that it's now M-A-Y-E-R. Yeah, why don't you tell our listeners how long you think you've been in our current universe? Because I've been having to hear about this enough in the last six months. Well, you just blew it about six months. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to, you know. Stealing my thunder, Joanna. Sorry about that. Even though I've already talked about it before. Right. But I think in... I don't know. But it's the whole mic stand thing. Yes, the fucking mic stand thing. So what about this, your fucking mic stand? I had this one specific mic stand that I used to put my iPad up for stage use. It was use it as a sampler. And we had a practice at our practice space where I used the one mic stand I always use. And then new guy packed the shit up like he always does. And he put all our stands in our stand bag. And then a couple days later, we played a show. So he unpacks all this shit, and he hands me my mic stand, and it's the wrong fucking mic stand. I know it's the wrong mic stand. But no one else acknowledges that it's the but wrong no mic one else, stand? I asked, I was like, new guy, where's where's the right mic stand? What are you, what are you talking about? Like, okay, well, I'll just use it. We're on stage, I'm not going to be fucking around. I'm just going to set my shit mm-hmm. up and go. So afterwards, I look through the stand bag, and that's the only mic stand of the same type that I use, because it's, uh, it's not a one that's all the way up, like like what we like what we're using. It's a lower to the ground one. Mm-hmm. It only stands probably about two feet, maybe three feet tall. There was no other ones there. There was no other ones at the practice space. And I told him, I was like, "This is not my mic stand. My mic stand was different. It was better because I don't like this new shitty universe mic stand." <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if they believe me or not. It doesn't. I'm, I'm not really concerned either way, but. I'm pretty sure they don't believe you. I don't really care. And I'm half convinced that they're just fucking with you. Like, they secretly replaced it. I don't think you. that's the case at all. You don't think Alex and the new guy are capable of such shenanigans? No, I don't. You want to know what I just did? I just looked up on the internet. You know, I had this hilarious collection of, like, children's books that are a fail. And it's basically made up 
children's books making them all like fucked up and there's one called like the Berenstein Bears Learn to Pimp. Oh yeah. Yeah, you see that there? Learn to Pimp. Yeah, they look like some pimps though. They look, mm-hmm. that's, that's nice. Yeah, they totally look like pimps. And was it Berenstein or Berenstain? It was Berenstain because I'm like maybe if I look up some obscure thing where they just like made something up off right. of a Berenstein Bears thing, I'll find it spelled with an E because that's what most everyone assumes, but nope, it's the Berenstain Bears Learn to Pimp. There you go. I'll be damned. So even the satirical website that creates fucked up children's, children's books, books <laughs> has it right. They have it right, and apparently we are wrong. Or we're from a universe where it was we were right and everyone here is wrong. Or they're right for their universe and we're just not supposed to be here. Well, this whole thing started or was first widely noticed in 2009. A woman named Fiona Broom named the odd phenomena. She launched a website about a memory she had of Nelson Mandela dying in prison in the 80s. And this is something that a lot of people remember. And Nelson Mandela wasn't even dead at that point. Is that correct? Oh, no. He was released in the early 90s. And then he went on to become the president of South Africa for four or five years and then he did die but he died in 2013 in December I believe. So this was created not because he died in 2013 and people were like wait I thought he was already dead this is because he was alive in 2009 and just happened to be like wait a second I thought this guy Lots of people. In fact I believe there was a press conference or, or a speech or something that George Bush Jr. gave where he referenced being dead like Nelson Mandela Yeah, but that's not overly shocking to me that maybe George Bush Jr. got that incorrect. Possibly. (laughs) But he could also have remembered it like thousands of people. People remember it being on television. People remember, like, seeing the parade for his, in his honor. Like, people have very specific memories about him dying in the 80s in prison, when in fact, here, he did not. I, myself don't remember that in the 80s i was fairly young i wasn't concerned with world politics right i, I do remember hearing about him and i you know that he was in some sort of bad situation in prison but you know that's about all my yeah i mean childhood mind grasped that situation in na- 1989 i was 10 years old so mm-hmm. i was not overly concerned with much else than like nintendo i was pretty into nintendo my parents didn't allow nintendo you poor bastard yeah well, this website was actually also where the Berenstein Bears thing was, quote unquote, broken. Mm-hmm. And uh, like this website blew up. And eventually, as time progressed, she actually had to disable all of the comments on it because people were just trolling the fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. Which is obvious because it's the Internet and the Internet is full of jackasses. But a lot of other examples came up. There was, yeah, but the biggest one on that particular website, the biggest one was the Nelson Mandela death and then the Berenstein slash Berenstain Bears thing. But there's no, like, official anything that anybody can find about Nelson Mandela being reported as dead. Oh, he died in 2013, I mean. Well, I mean, but there's nothing official that anyone can find about him being dead in the 80s or being reported that way. I mean, he was, no, no. And which would make sense. Because sometimes things are just falsely reported oh yeah i see what you're saying yeah. no there was no reports of him in the 80s dying that i could find except for in relation to mandela effect there was where nothing... people are like no i saw that on the news but yet exactly. there's no 
news footage that anyone can actually pull up or reference. No, no. There's no microfiche newspaper article. I mean, I obviously it. didn't go through, you know, go, go that deep into it, but I didn't find anything in my internet research. I didn't find anything stating that he... Right, well, it seems like somebody would have taken the time to do that. I mean, obviously not us. I'm just saying. No, yeah. I mean, someone, though. Someone would... No one it, that I found in my in my, but there's just a bunch of people that remember it that way. Yes, yes. You want to know what I think about that? What do you think about that? I think that maybe that was some fucking propaganda going on with that. It's possible, but the time. I mean, the difference in when he actually died and when they thought he died. I mean, he was a pretty big deal. He was the fucking president. I believe the first president of South Africa. So that was a pretty big piece of news. I mean, I didn't really see much of it. But again, I was young and not interested. Adults would have, it would have been on the news. They would have paid attention. They would have known it how it was happening. At least anyone who was paying even a little bit of attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, up until the 2000s, I was paying literally no attention to news except when I had a current events assignment in school. Otherwise, I didn't give a fuck. I remember when the very first Gulf War, when I heard that was happening, I was hoping that there any emergency television broadcasts wouldn't disrupt my Nintendo playing. <laughs> I was hoping they wouldn't bust in on an uh, on a part of a video game I was playing. Right. That's what I was concerned with. So, but I feel like adults, you know, they would have, you know, adults at the time would have noticed but this is something only i know it's like a lot of people but when you consider how many people would have been around that would have remembered it the percentage i feel like that are convinced that this happened is actually a little bit small oh in comparison oh definitely definitely yeah so i mean is that just because like so what's what's up with the people who don't remember this happening who maybe was were following the news natives of this universe as Natives opposed to of being this universe, it, as opposed to as opposed to being like a group or a random configuration of people that were snatched up, or perhaps just memories of a different universe seeped into a few people's brains, just like those that remember Berenstain Bears are also natives of this particular universe. Now, another theory is that this is because in the future people are able to time travel, and they've that gone back and like changed things. Like, small changes to where it, you know, changed the, the future, but... I'll, yeah, like, yeah. In, like in Back to the Future. Marty mm-hmm. goes back, and uh, in the very first movie, he goes back, and his tampering with the past timeline makes his life better in the future. Mm-hmm. His parents are not sleazy. Right. And they're happy and successful, and Biff is not some giant jackass still. I mean, maybe a little bit because he tried to lie about the second coat of wax on the car at the end. But nevertheless, not as bad as he was. But then there was like the alternate universe where right. Biff was like the ruler in the of second movie, everything. Yeah, where Biff was one. like a was like an '80s Donald Trump, although probably a little bit worse, controlling shit and you know killing people off and just being a horrible pile of fuck. Mm-hmm. And again, that required a leap back to right the wrongs that occurred to make that future possible. So you, then, bam, whole new future again. Exactly. 
Now, the thing with, like, the, the time travel, if we want to get into movies, like, it tends to fuck me up a little bit just because time and space is just weird things. Why we're talking, like, parallel universes or just one universe and a timeline that's being fucked with. So Terminator. Yeah. Basically makes no goddamn sense. It makes sense, but dude can't be John Connor's father in my opinion. Like that does not work with like the time how time travel should actually work. Yeah, I don't know. Because I feel like he would have had to existed. He would have had to and exist. been the leader yeah. in order to send the dude back in the first place. But it's you can't, a paradox. It is a paradox. I because believe they actually call it like, the grandfather paradox, although I could be wrong. I didn't look too much into time travel. That's you can't send something. Kyle back to be your dad when you already exist. It just doesn't make any goddamn sense. Like I see where it's like, okay, somebody else is his dad. And then, yeah, you can send people back to try and kill you before you're born and all that kind of shiz all you want. But you can't have your own existence because of time travel. Because that just doesn't fucking work. Maybe John Maybe Connor's little brother can work. Like, he sends Kyle back and like, oh, now you have a little brother because we sent Kyle back and he fucked your mom. But his whole existence, like, that that doesn't fucking make any goddamn sense. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I got, I got nothing. I mean, I didn't look too much into the whole time travel angle. That's sort of another episode is the whole like time travel theory and everything. Um, it's the paradox, I guess. But weren't you saying that time travel can also create other universes? Well, the branching off you, thing effect. The multiverse theories and time travel are not mutually exclusive things. So with tri- time travel, if you were to go back in time and change something, then if you also are following the multiverse theory, then whatever you change, the universe is you're the original universe is going to keep going on, but then you're going to have this other timeline that will break off and occur. Mm-hmm. And where you where your change, you know, whatever your change happens to affect down the line that's what that new timeline would be see i think time travel is more valid than multi-universe theory because i don't know i i just feel like this universe is a fucking special snowflake that we're the only one that exists maybe but also maybe not again but you're talking with the multiverse thing it's like okay there are like seven billion people on this planet and every little choice is creating some other existence like i mean you know people thinking like i don't know it's an infinite universe there is space for it infinite yeah because that is a lot of fucking possibilities and i feel like if if these things were happening because if mandela effect is happening because parts of the universe are like seeping into each other and people are crossing over one way or another i don't think it's just gonna you know be limited to a few instances where people think things were spelled differently and one or two events that some people think happened you know did or didn't happen i feel like if if that was really happening like the changes would be so fucking drastic that our universe the universes would be completely different well what if we're only interacting with the closest universes and so and we're not 
staying in just one. We're constantly maybe shifting a little bit here and there. And so, but we is a still a huge number of people and a huge number of possibilities. And one little thing, I do believe in like the butterfly effect where one tiny change can have drastic. But if you're repercussions, that's true. Uh, if, but it, it's still I, I, like the closer the universe is. So, so you're in some maybe, other universe where you have some different mic stand. But other than that, everything is exactly the same. What little thing changed to cause you to have a different mic stand? I have no idea. I have no idea. And maybe in the original universe where there is a whole new Nate and with the same totally cool mic stand, he's like, sweet. This is a great mic stand. And maybe now we're in the middle of a nuclear war. For some reason. Right. And it's not just the mic, it's not the mic stand that caused this, but that's just how that particular universe was progressing. Where everything's exactly the same except for your stupid mic stand. At that moment. At that but moment. But other things change. And the pasts may all be the same. But I feel like it wouldn't if there were really like that many branches off. Like, you know, would humans even fucking exist? Well, it, you're you're thinking that the branch is happening a long time ago. If the branch happened where well, wouldn't the mic stand... I mean, wouldn't it well, start not necessarily. when the universe was created? Not necessarily. I mean, there's one thing happening. Well, I mean, there's many things happening, but all of those things are creating different things. What I'm talking... I think you're looking at it too broadly. If you're looking at it as just one person, then an inconsequential change, like a difference in a mic stand, it's not going to make much of a difference in my personal life. Mm-hmm. Whatever led up to that choice of wherever the mic stand came from because I honestly didn't buy the mic stand. I don't know where the fuck it came from. <laughs> yeah, but I mean the the thing about it is like, yeah, looking at it with just one person is just I don't know. That's just our selfishness and self centeredness well, kind of coming we can out. Perceive. I can only really perceive what I perceive. I can't right. see what you're doing when as far as I know, you don't exist when you're not here. Like, do you, Joanna? Do I you, do exist, actually. Are you sure? Yeah, I do a whole lot of existing outside the I, confines. I of don't have, I don't see the proof. Your bedroom. <laughs> I, I, I don't see the proof. I guess I've seen some selfies. Yeah, you've seen some selfies. There's Facebook posts. Yeah. We communicate by know? text every now and then, but yeah, you're terrible at that. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't how do I know that you actually exist? I don't. Well, I don't know that you actually exist either. God, I hope not. <laughs> but I just think that that theory is just it's its a hard one for me to swallow just that there's like a bazillion different things going on and it's just some little tiny change where or a little seepage where it's like oh suddenly like there's you know oh it was fucking M-A-Y-E-R what like I don't know I just feel like there would be more like drastic examples that well and looking back to the future when Marty initially goes back in the first one, the only real change we see is his family is better off and Biff is working for them. Mm-hmm. That's not a huge, crazy thing. I mean, Goldie was still the mayor of town. But still, like, tiny little events can impact so many people's lives. That Even if you're talking about one person's existence, one person's choice can... Well, it depends what that choice is. Right. But... Is that choice buying a different mic stand? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't affect anything except for the fact that now I have a shitty mic stand. Right. But I feel like even somebody's uh, time that they leave for work, you know, they leave five minutes later 
and they get to work just fine, but they leave five minutes earlier than planned and they end up hitting, you know, that's right when a semi jackknives and fucking kills them. Right. Yeah. And then people's lives are fucked up from that point on because the thing, that event had all these ripple effects that like, who knows where the fuck things lead to. You're not wrong. Right. You're not wrong at all. It's just, I, I just feel like it's just too much. It's just too many things going. I just have a hard time imagining an infinite amount of universes that are similar to ours, but the only slight differences that we notice is some like brand branding change. I would say that there's a damn near infinite amount of things happening on this planet as we speak. Maybe not, obviously not actually infinite, but damn close, close enough that our, our brains couldn't comprehend it. Every leaf that's being, you know, brushed by wind, every animal on the planet doing whatever it's doing, every person doing all that shit. That's a damn near infinite amount of things happening. Mm-hmm. And all that is creating another possibility of something. It's just, I don't know. I feel like if, if we're talking like alternate universes, it's going to be more like man in the high castle type of situation where big events are what's changing big events are what's changing and sometimes big events little things can cause big events for instance like operation valkyrie the july 20th plot to assassinate hitler there was only there was like three fucking things that just tiny little things that if they had happened the bomb would have killed hitler the war would have ended almost a year earlier i mean who knows the millions what, of people the millions that millions of people that would not have been killed that would have been around and maybe one of those people cured fucking cancer exactly i mean it's or crazy. was the next shittier hitler <laughs> and yeah i mean it could also have gone in another terribly brilliant i like to think of it as you know like yeah millions of lives would have been saved and overall that would have been a great thing if that could have happened but yeah we're talking last minute change oh it's hot last minute change to the meeting location at the Wolf Slayer. It's like, right. oh, it goes from the bunker, which is like a contained closed room where the bomb would have had much more impact had it gone off. Yeah. Or dude knocks on the door and, well, brave, like, Klaus Stauffenberg is trying to, like, you know, arm the uh, bombs. They had to be, like, pinched. Like, the acid, there was the acid capsule that eats away oh, the firing Oh, so they pin. had to, like, did they have to break it and then... Yeah, they had to break it. Like, and then by stick- hand, fucking mm-hmm. break it. and uh. Yes. And... He got interrupted. Somebody's trying to come in. And so his aide gra- grabs the other bomb, shoves it in the suitcase, goes out to, like, make sure that they don't come in again while he's arming the other bomb. Because he was told, since it was supposed to be in this one particular room, like, okay, well, the the secondary bomb is just for show, basically. It doesn't even matter as long as one bomb goes off Because it will ignite room. the second one. Well, that, but he didn't. If he had had the second one on him and it just wasn't armed, but it ignited yeah. because the first one went off again, even if they moved rooms, that would have changed. Been enough. That would have been enough. But his aide put the second bomb in his own suitcase and stepped oh, out. So he didn't I see. have it. I understand. I thought, okay, I But gotcha. he still thought it was like, oh, it's okay. I don't need to like try and discreetly grab the other one back and shove it in my suitcase with the one that I just armed because we're going to go to this meeting and uh, we're in this room that... I was already told that we just only need the one bomb to go off anyways. Because it's going to be right next to Hitler. Right. And in a contained room. But then as he's walking with his one bomb, then it's like, oh, no, we're going to go to this other room now. Last minute change. Bigger room, open windows. Yes. 
And Probably even not then, made of concrete or whatever. So yeah, not concrete walls and all that kind of shiz. But even then, he leaves the bomb down next to Cli- next to Hitler under the table. Steps out of there so that he isn't blown up too, and he can yeah. get back and initiate. You know, start running shit from back there when the plot was supposed to like work and yeah yeah you know get all that shiz done but after he leaves the room and probably just like i don't know 30 seconds or a minute before the bomb actually goes off dude notices the briefcase sitting there and it's like oh this is a little bit in my way or something and he grabs it and he puts it on the other side of this table like which basically absorbs a shitload of the blast yeah yeah which causes Hitler to Hitler's do- yeah mm-hmm. i mean so you're talking yeah little tiny things can have a huge impact. That's very true. And so I don't know. I just. But I I feel like that's, I mean, in in that particular situation, that's. Yeah, a a comedy of errors, I suppose. But in regular life, in taking a left and being five minutes late for work, and that's the only repercussion, that's not going to have much to do with anything. Right. Except for when it's five minutes early and you die. Right. But even still, simply you dying is, may not change the whole fate of a country. Right. Or because war. some things are, I mean, you know, some people and situations are a little bit more important than others, right, for sure. Right. But I'm just saying that if this is all happening, like all these things are happening, going on, and like, you know, like a billion other, it would be like more than billions, it would be like trillions and whatever universes with alternate things come through i don't know i just feel like it would be something other than maybe Maybe. out there i don't know maybe not maybe maybe not i just um yeah i just have i just have a hard time thinking that there's like just some other universe where it's like oh it was mirror mirror on the wall the whole time and it's not just some like weird psychological thing so why don't we talk additionally additionally because also we're just regular old people maybe we don't see the biggest changes that are actually occurring maybe for us it's just mirror mirror but in actuality there's some weird governmenty thingy or you know high power deal that's very different and the only thing we're seeing is this little mirror mirror situation i do actually have a couple stories about visitors from other universes i'd like to get into before we do some psychological which are a little bit more grounded or at least easier to understand reasons for Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. I have two stories, one of which is about a lady called Gordo Larina Garcia. One day, she woke up in her bed and had completely different sheets on the bed than the night before. She thought it was weird, but carried on with her morning and then went to work. At work, the same office she'd worked for 20 years, she finds her office, her like the physical office that she goes into is not her office anymore. So she pops up on her laptop, connects to the company network. So apparently all the security was to the same. And she found she was employed there, but she was working in a different department. This wigs her out quite a bit. So she says she's sick and goes home. She gets to her house and she checks out her personal shit, passports, financial records, what have you. And fine, they're in order. Uh, so she goes to the doctor see if there's something going on with her. They test her for drugs and booze. She's clean. They don't find anything wrong. Perfect health. So she remembers for the past four months having dating some guy with a kid. She can't find him. Number's not there. Can't find him in the phone book or whatever. Uh, She hires a detective 
to find the guy. The detective can't find this guy. She knows his first name and his last name. I mean, she's been dating him for four months, and still no one can find him. There's apparently no trace of him. As if this wasn't enough, it turns out she's still with the man she had dumped in her, you know, original universe. Her sister had some surgery done on her arm, but when Lorena mentioned it to her family, they insisted that no surgery was done. I'm not sure what kind of surgery. Lorena even went to a psychiatrist who told her it was a stress-induced hallucination. I would tend to agree with the psychologist. Psychiatrist. (laughs) Psychiatrist. I don't know. The only, I mean, there's the two differences, really. Well, three differences. Mm-hmm. The bed sheets, the job, and the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. How awkward would that be if you came back in where your last ex, when you were still together? Yeah, that'd probably be pretty awkward. Right. Like, didn't I fucking dump your ass? I'm done with you? And him thinking everything's just fine? When actually, Weird. like, yeah, no. Yeah, the opposite. <laughs> hmm I would be, like, questioning, though, like, like, is this it? Is this when I, what it's like to experience a psychotic break? Yeah, no shit. There's but I an... guess a lot of times when that actually happens, you are so fucking crazy, you don't know that you're crazy. I mean, that's the fucking thing. If you're actually crazy, a lot of times you don't fucking know it. You're not yeah. aware of your own fucking craziness. This seems like she feels like she's aware that things are crazy, but maybe that's because she's actually crazy, but she doesn't think she is. She thinks the situation is crazy and not her. It's possible. Maybe both, maybe just one or the other. Yeah, I mean, think about, like, Alzheimer's patients. Like, Oh, yeah. They have this whole other reality that's going on, and a lot of it's grounded in the life that they used to have that they still think is going on oh yeah yeah oh my god i had this one when i worked as a nursing assistant in the old folks home oh man the dementia ward let me tell you good times there oh i'm sure But there was this one lady named dorothy who every single night and this happens a lot with alzheimer's too is the sundowning effect like as the evening comes on all of a sudden their minds just turn to shit interesting yeah they might be more aware of what's going on in the daytime but at night, it gets noticeably worse. Interesting. I wonder, I wonder, do they know why that is? Or they? I don't think they do, but it's enough of a thing that they call it sundowning. Like, wow. literally. Like, because, like, yeah, as, as the I sun goes down and, yeah, and night ensues. Like fucking yeah. werewolves. Mm-hmm, basically. But after a certain amount of time, I mean, she would, she was pretty gone otherwise, but it would really get worse at the end of the day and she would get her coat on and she would try to leave every night because she was going home. Oh yeah. It was time for her to go home. And that's, <laughs> and she was leaving and she would not listen when you try and tell her like, no, Dorothy, this is your home. You are home. You are home. You live here. It's like, I do not live here. When during the daytime, she would basically accept her surroundings as where she lived. Yeah. But weird. Nighttime would come, she would get her coat on, and she was fucking leaving, and, you know, every fucking night it was like, no, Dorothy, you live here. No, I do not. I'm going to go home. And, get, yeah. Get all, be all angry. Mm-hmm. She would be all angry and pissed off because she was convinced that it was time for her to leave, and she had her other home that she was going to go home to, and that she hadn't been here for, like, seven fucking years. Well, if you want to go home and they don't let you go home, I'd be irate, too. Right. Despite the fact that I'm at home. Right. And people are trying to tell you, like, no, this is where you live. And she was 
very convinced otherwise. So, yeah, I mean, the brain can do some weird things. The brain can do some weird things. That is for damn sure. So what's your other time traveler story? Well, not time traveler. but Oh, no, not time. Sorry. you Parallel universe yes. traveler. The other one is about a guy who arrives on a flight in Japan in July of 1954. Passes through customs and the custom guys, you know, shows the custom guys his passport and they detain him. He had many pages of stamps on this passport. Japan being some of those stamps. The man was white, spoke several languages, and had legal cash from a bunch of European countries. Didn't he also have some currency that was, like, not known? I don't believe so. He did say he was from a European country, and this country had been around for a thousand years. This country, however, did not exist. He got quite agitated when they brought him a map so he could point to his home country of Torred to find that it was not there. He pointed to the place where the Principality of Andorra is located, which is between France and Spain. I didn't really read much about it because it doesn't matter so much to this particular subject, but I believe it is somehow owned by both France and Spain, but allowed to kind of govern itself. I could hmm. be completely off on that. It really doesn't matter. Well, it's just interesting. I've never fucking heard of that. Neither have I. But it's a very small place. So he's supposed to be from I think some other place that doesn't exist. And he points to some place that a lot of other people wouldn't know fucking exists either. I don't know how popular of a place it is in Europe, though. <laughs> I mean, maybe a lot of people know. Regardless, it's it doesn't really matter what the fuck it is because it's not Torrid. And that pisses this guy off because <laughs> his home ain't there. So they check the authorities check into the company who he claimed to work for. They've got no record of him. They call the hotel, which was there that he was intending on staying at. They did not have his reservations. He did have a shitload of documents to indicate he worked for the company. So I don't know, like company letterheads. It was the 50s. Mm -hmm. So business cards, probably. They kept this guy in the airport interrogation room for like 14 hours. They finally set him up in a hotel under guard at a couple of the airport people hanging out in front to make sure he didn't leave the room. Now, the hotel room was 15 stories up. It was above a busy street, and it wasn't one of the hotels that had a balcony. I don't know. I'm a, I don't know if the window could open or not. It didn't say that, but there was no place to go once the window was open. Usually. Besides down. Yeah, and usually they don't because they are trying to avoid people, like, you know, throwing themselves out. Hotel ceiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And this is also Japan in the 50s, so I don't know. Maybe it just wasn't cool then. Who knows? So the guards check on him the following morning, and he's fucking gone. So they call the fuzz. The cops do a manhunt. No trace. Man was never seen again, as far as we know. Now, there's not really any documentation to prove any of this stuff. It was a long time ago. Interesting story, nevertheless. It is an interesting story. And again, I feel like that's not... That could be parallel universe and I said time travel before because it, it sounds be. like a time travel thing. This sounds like a Bruce yeah. Willis, 12 Monkeys totally. situation. No, totally. It could well be where suddenly he's just like, ah, and pop. Yeah. And then he's, he's just back gone. in that he, chair. Yeah. 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 Yep. Exactly. He was in the locked ward and then he fucking disappears. Yeah. No, it could be. He's got, he's out with like Madeline Stowe at the lake. Suddenly he fucking disappears. I'm, I totally, I, it could be time travel too. It could very well be. I would say that. 
when we do a time travel episode, we'll come back to this story <laughs> and talk about it in the context of it being time travel. Because yes. it's really, it could be a parallel universe thing where he's whipped in and then whipped out, or it could be time travel. Right. And I, I just, I like time travel better because I can see where we have a future where, where that's possible. And I guess I just still like to think of time as a linear thing yeah. and the just the idea like I was saying earlier kind of rambling on but just the whole fact that there's like a bazillion different universes and realities like that's just yeah. it's just too hard for me to like wrap my mind around that well you know they say and, and it's the easier says, for me to think of as time like we're our own universe there's just us out here not to say that there's not other universes out there because you know no one knows but that there's not like a bazillion ones going on at the same time i don't know i like i like the idea that there's one earth one solar system this is what's going on in our timeline and that can be fucked with in some way because of some future shit that hasn't happened yet now but well the doctor says time is not linear that it's actually a wibbly wobbly timey wimey ball of stuff Mm-hmm. so you know and i mean and that gets really weird too especially at like the interstellar time jump theory with like the black holes and stuff mm-hmm. and how time moves quick more quickly or more slowly the closer or farther you are away from a black hole well it's approaching the singularity mm-hmm. which is what we believe is most commonly believed that created the universe and the singularity being an infinite point in space where nothing is there's there's no system it's just mm-hmm. random it's chaos yeah so yeah. But it's still kind of along the lines of just our one timeline going on that can be fucked with in a number of ways. Well, I have a trouble up... with the, I mean, the, the multiple thing I like to, the multi-universe thing, the multiverse thing, simply put is like with Rick and Morty, like most timelines have a Rick and most Ricks have a Morty. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's like an infinite number of these things going on. Yeah. But. I am more of a singular timeline that can be fucked with type of subscriber, I guess you could say. Well, you know, there is, you you did mention the black hole, and there is a theory where the universe is not expanding, but being drugged towards something, a singularity. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is called the time wave zero theory, and this is another possible cause of Mandela effect. The time wave zero theory is the idea that time is not linear and unpredictable, but instead has a structure. There is a force at the end of time that attracts time in that direction. So, instead of expanding, the universe is being sucked towards a point. And the point is the entrance to the black hole? The singularity. I don't know where the singularity lies within the black hole, or if it's even in the black hole. There is no structure to it, so... Mm -hmm. Well, we've never gone into one, so... That like, we know who the of. fuck knows? As the end of time approaches, more and more coincidences interconnect until a singularity is reached where anything and everything is occurring at the same time, which is how it causes Mandela effect. So as we're getting closer, all of these things are, all the different universes or whatever are getting closer and closer, and so all of these things are interconnecting. And they're slowly becoming... Everything and everything anything. Everything and anything, and it's all coming together, though. Because that's what a singularity is, is everything right. and anything. Yes. Still, I have a hard time with that because of so all the different possibilities that would 
be out there. Well, this will help you with it. It won't. This was developed by a guy named Terrence McKenna after a mushroom trip in the Amazon. So he figured out this waveform based on the King-Wen sequence of the I Ching and graphed the data. The I Ching is used to predict patterns of events, similar to tarot, but not so specific. The I Ching, it's a, it's a Chinese thing. It's made of six-part patterns using full or broken lines. This allows for a total of 64 unique patterns. An example of a pattern is six horizontal lines arranged vertically, or six horizontal lines with about like the middle third missing as like a so it's a dash. How do you have a horizontal oh so how how are you arranging horizontal lines vertically? Well, you're taking one line on top of the other. One stacked on top of the yeah, other. Yeah. So you're arranging them vertically. Yes. It just doesn't sound right when you say it that way. Six <laughs> yeah, okay. horizontal lines arranged vertically that There you go. Yeah. Okay. Fair <laughs> point. Um I would say six horizontal lines stacked on top of each other. Okay. Then that. Or Six horizontal lines stacked on top of each other with the middle third missing, so it's two dashes. So those that hence the full or broken lines. Okay. Kind of like Morse code in a way. Yeah. All of these patterns are arranged in a way, so it's you got the six full lines and then the six broken lines, and then say the next one is a full line with six broken lines beneath it, and then one after that will be five broken lines with the full line on top. And and so it's going to follow this, ex- this pattern. How the fuck does this explain time exactly? Well, I'll get to it. Okay. I'm just explaining to you what the I Ching is so you can understand. Yeah. Except that it still is not making any damn sense. But you do understand what the I Ching is now. I Yeah, I can picture in my head. Like, okay, okay great. There's some So there's going to be 64 of those lines, because there's... 64 variations of broken fucking because, lines. Because there are six lines and then two different patterns for the lines. The so dash to the horizontal. So it can only use... Lines. Yeah. Okay. And it only can make up to 64 unique patterns the ones that you can flip and are different than the one before so the six broken lines that upside down is exactly the same so they only have one of those now in the example where it's the top line is a full line and there's five broken lines when you flip that that's different you know it looks different in shape so he used that pattern and created a waveform he then took the waveform because since in the I Ching they've got the six lines, so he he put that waveform, he like reversed it and then put it six times on top of each other. So he made a similar thing. This waveform was put into a computer program made by called Time Wave Zero, made by a guy named Peter J. Meyer, spelled M E Y E R. Interestingly. <laughs> or maybe not because you know or that's your may, yeah, that's your typical way depends, of spelling depends what universe we're in right uh, we'll post by the way i'm going to post the iching hexagrams and also the time wave pattern on our social media so you can kind of see it i understand it's hard it's hard it's a hard one to visualize for sure it's hard to describe in words yeah let me tell you i i this is the best i can do <laughs> <laughs> so somehow you plug these lines into a fucking computer and yeah explains so time. so so mayor Worked with McKenna. They worked out this mathematical formula for what the waveform looked like. Were they on and, acid and no. mushrooms when they worked out the formula? Or was this just originally thought of when he was on the mushrooms? He just came up with the idea on the mushrooms in the Amazon. Well, I guess there is a reason they call it expanding your mind. Fucking I mean, a. Maybe it allowed for him to see something that we normally wouldn't because you're accessing other parts of your brain when you're on hallucinogens. Yeah. Or maybe it's just like the complete 
opposite where it's just like he's just fucked up on drugs he's just fucked up on drugs and then you know he found somebody else and it's like oh look we can plug some things into a program and make some sort of pattern that we think is relevant to fucking time what they did is they tossed into this computer program called again called time wave zero and it graphed it now the graphs it created were fractals so a fractal is an infinite shape an infinite i guess it's not so much a shape as an infinite pattern and it's a repeating pattern so no matter how deep you delve into it, you're still going to see the exact same shape or however much you pull out, you're going to see the exact same thing. Is it like a kaleidoscope? Sort of, I guess, yeah. Because it's like the one shape, but it's being like reflected. In Except these dip- that it's exactly the same. It's de- there But is it is no exactly change. the same in all the different like chambers because it, it's a mirror image of the same thing. Then yes, similar. Similar. Um, that's just what I like comes to mind when I'm trying to visualize a fractal. I think of what I see. I, I would say that's a pretty good a, visualization. Yeah, yeah, through a kaleidoscope. They're they're pretty cool. Uh, I mm-hmm. had a friend in high school. Shortly after high school, we would take a bunch of acid and go to his house because his dad worked nights or whatever. And he would show us fractals on his computer and be like, "Hey guys, look how cool this is!" And we're like, "Whoa, blow my mind!" Because it is cool looking, you know. Yeah, but you didn't discover how time works. And maybe. But I you don't, just re- don't remember. I, I could just not remember. <laughs> <laughs> what they did is they took this graph and they they put it to an end point. Now the end point they chose was 2012. Originally they kind of hit around mid-November. I don't know why they came up with that as the end point. Were they trying to support the theory that the world was going to end in 2012 because wasn't that like an actual thing because of the Mayan calendar? Well, what they they ended up adopting the end of the 13th Bacton of the Mayans, which was, you know, 12-21-2012. And they ended that, they used that as the end point. And the graph matched up with specific points in history. So highs and lows on the, on the in the waveform would match up with points in history. Now, some of these points were things that I view of little consequence. Things like O.J. Simpson being found not guilty and Enron filing for bankruptcy. Things of, you know, like whatever things. And again, I feel like this is so narrow because we're talking about stuff that's basically just happening in America and Western culture. Oh, no. Those are just the two examples I have. They they put yeah. it across the world. They put it it's, across I mean, there's, the there's world. All but... kind of, there's things that happened during World War II they have on the graph. They've got they've got things uh, in, in the deep history. I mean, they didn't just point it up to American stuff. It was it was put across world history. That being said, a lot of fucking shit has happened in the world. So it seems to me you could put almost any waveform against it and be able to kind of cherry pick the different points. Right, because and so much is happening around the world constantly. Constantly, yeah. So you know, I do feel like it does sound a little cherry picked to me. It could be, it could well be. Well, maybe I'll also post up there there history their their history line thing their timeline of history and the gra- uh, the waveform and just kind of so you can see an example of all that stuff right i mean it makes me wonder just thinking about other places in the world other cultures like do they experience mandela effect i would or- imagine so i don't i mean i didn't i can't read a lot of different languages so it's not like i could check out the you know, Japanese or Chinese internet and see if they're talking about Mandela effect too. The only things I really got were from English speaking places. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these people also, the accounts 
aren't just one person it's many people and they don't actually say was is it across america is it across america and the uk and australia i mean mm-hmm. it doesn't actually say i didn't see because i think people what i'm getting at there is that i think and I, this is probably getting into like the more psychological reasons, but I think uh, some of this maybe has to do with the way we learn language and we interpret language and our brain reads things. And I maybe. would be interested to see when it's a language that is completely not like ours and it's a letter system that is completely not like ours at all. Like, Japanese and Chinese characters right. that they use. I mean, I just... I, I And maybe could... it's the nature of their language, their written language, that disallows for that since mm-hmm. things can be... I mean, I, I don't know much about it. Because I feel it, like maybe... the characters can be a lot different. It's different than just letters of the alphabet putting something, spelling out something. Like, the different characters have different meanings. Maybe it's only phonetic alphabets that actually do that. I mean, when it's right. something like... You know, Egyptian, maybe it's not the case because, or like ancient Egyptian, because it's a fucking picture. Right. It's and hieroglyphs. You can't and... mess up. You can't, like, not know it's a bird or an alligator. Right. Because it's a picture of a fucking bird or a picture of a fucking, or crocodile, I guess, in that case. But regardless. Regardless, it's not going to be something where it's like M E Y E R versus M A Y E R. Right. Because it's not just going to be the phonetic thing. It's going to mm-hmm. be whatever, however else the language is, is put together. Yeah. So I, I just, well, how about we get be into interesting to know, like, if that's if that's something that people all over the world, no matter what their uh, written language and spoken language is based on experience, or if it's really kind of just us and how we ourselves spell things and learn to spell things. Like, there's that trick on the internet where they have the words and the middle, the beginning and end letter is correct, but everything in the middle is mixed up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but totally. you can Where still you understand. As long as the first letter and the last letter is the, is correct, yeah. everything else, and all the letters that are supposed to be in the word are there, you can put them in any order and read it. And I've done this, and it's it's totally easy. Right. It's really weird. It is really weird. And But they, can they do that with Chinese characters? I don't no idea. think so. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I have but no idea. I have no idea on that either. But I, I feel like that's something that's kind of u- unique to the English language. Well, listeners. Or maybe. Listeners, if we have you guys from places without. Or places that use like the Greek alphabet, so to speak. I mean, like that's, I mean, it includes like Spanish and French and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if that. Send us your, if you yeah. notice any of these Mandela effect things. Stranger than podcast at gmail.com. You know, shoot us a line, drop it on our Facebook page. Let us know. Yeah, definitely would love to know that information. So let's talk about some of the psychological effects. The ones a little bit more grounded in at least things we understand better than quantum what have you's. Quantum mind fucks, basically. Quantum mind fucks. That's <laughs> a very good way of putting it. The psychological reasons for Mandela effect are false memory, cognitive dissonance, confabulation, misinformation effect, cryptomnesia, and confirmation bias. False memory is pretty straightforward. It's a memory of something that never happened. This is often caused by childhood abuse and just PTSD in general. This does not really explain how such large groups of unconnected people can recall the same false memory, however. But that would be, would that fall under the Nelson Mandela thing? I don't think so, just because of how many people remember it 
it's not in the grand scheme of things on the grand, you know, on the amount of people that are alive. It's not that many people, but it's a lot of people for it to be just a false memory. So it would be unusual, you think, for so many people to have the same false memory. Yes. The idea of cognitive dissonance has been thrown around for a reason for Mandela Effect. I don't really see this one. Cognitive dissonance is a mental stress caused by receiving information that goes against one's core beliefs and values. So if a devout believer in whatever god is shown undeniable proof that this god does not exist, that would be that would cause quite a bit of stress and that would be a form of cognitive dissonance as far as I can understand it. So what would the actual effects of that be that it's just very stressful? Do they still believe? A disbelief, probably. So, so they're just... Oh, I, oh no way. That, 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 that's, that exists. Like, and again, it, it talks about it being a core value. Part of my core value system is not Berenstein versus Berenstein bears. Mm-hmm. So maybe a, a lesser form of cognitive dissonance is just maybe not your core beliefs, but it's just a belief you don't accept because it goes against what you believe. And I feel like there's a lot of that out there. We're actually kind of bombarded oh, with that. Oh, yeah, there's a shitload of that. In the information age. Do I think it has especially. anything to do with these Mandela effect cases? No, not really. And possibly, I mean, I guess, if enough, but it, it doesn't really explain why so many people believe it. Mm-hmm. I think it's just something that is useful to point out too that like denial is a very powerful coping mechanism so even when you are bombarded with something that goes against your core beliefs it doesn't matter like you are still going to have that definitely if you're if that's part of your main system of belief then you're going to power through and you know persevere unless you want to change which god forbid (laughs) we know changing confabulation is when a person unconsciously fills gaps in memory with made-up shit is not done maliciously and the person experiencing this doesn't know that the memory is false confabulation may occur in people who suffer brain damage to the basal forebrain and the frontal lobes the frontal lobes are the front you know part of the brain right beneath Mm -hmm. your uh, forehead i believe the basal forebrain is near the bottom front of the brain and includes several different brain structures that don't really matter damage to these areas can be caused by certain type of aneurysm it doesn't really explain why a wide range of people are experiencing the same thing in Mandela Effect. I think it's also something that can be done without the actual physical damage to the brain. Oh yeah, it's this just like be... you're just referencing something and Well, you're making shit up. You're making it you're making it fit together. Yeah, you're making it fit a narrative you believe to be true. Uh it's not even quite that. It's like more so where it'd be like in Meyer, you know it's pronounced Meyer, and in your brain, it's spelled M E Y E R. And so when you say or when you see it and it's spelled M A Y E R, confabulation is you just changing that A to an E, which then kind of does make sense. I would say. I feel like a I lot. I still of- don't see why so many people. Because of just how our brains interpret language and... That could be. That could be. I mean, 
we're all different special snowflakes, but we are all human beings. We're still fucking snowflakes. Mm-hmm. We may exactly. be special, but we're all still the same thing. A dog is a dog, and a person is a person, and people can have very, you know, huge. A toll is a toll, of... and a roll is a roll. <laughs> there can be like a whole range of intelligence uh, between people, but we're still all people, and I still think like our brains still kind of have the same basic functions. Most of them fire the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that could well be. There's misinformation effect, which I believe is more likely to be a psychological cause for Mandela effect. For one, they're both me things. Misinformation effect, Mandela effect. Huh? So misinformation effect is when a person sees an event and then is given misleading information regarding the event, and they tend to remember the misleading information as fact for the event. How I said Nelson Mandela, that maybe that was like some propaganda thing. Maybe it was reported in some way that he died, or that was like a rumor that went around. You know, I mean, there's that whole Richard Gere gerbil story. Yeah, yeah. Some believe it, some don't. We don't really know that if it happened, but it was, it did, it did. It made the rounds. It made the rounds for it sure. Rounds. And maybe there was something similar way back then that happened with Nelson Mandela that enough people remember the rumor of it versus. It could be. It could be. The actual thing that like didn't actually happen. Could well be the case. I think I, I feel misinformation effect is a pretty good, you know, bet for. Because there's Mandela a lot of misinformation effect. out there. Yes, there is. There is lots of misinformation out there. It's like le- using leading questions. Don't you remember the children's book as Berenstein instead of Berenstain? Oh, yeah, you're right. I do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like stuff you don't even notice until it's been pointed out to you, just because your brain just. You didn't notice. You yeah. never paid that close of attention. Mm-hmm. That could. I, I mean, I like your that brain one just for takes, it. Yeah, your brain just takes for granted the fact that it's spelled this way because of how it sounds and and how how, how many last names end mm-hmm. in stain. Yeah. How many? Almost not very many that I'm aware of. Yeah. Well, it's a terrible. And it's definitely like Einstein. S T E I N. Mm-hmm. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Berenstein. Huh? I mean, it's it really... Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> it's Igor. <laughs> nice Speaking knockers. of, I mean, that's another one. Uh, Gene Wilder. Wilder dying is is actually one that's been named where he died in 2016, but for some people, some reason, people think he died in 2013. Although, for that sort of thing, it's close enough that I can see how people could easily make that mistake. It's not like with Nelson Mandela, how it was, you know, full on, you know, 30 years difference, mm-hmm. roughly 25, 30 years difference. This is just a few years. Like, I fuck shit up all the time as far as that's concerned. I can't remember how long I haven't smoked cigarettes. I think it's like five years, but it could be like six or seven, but it could be like four. Right. I don't really remember. And I feel like the older we get, the more weird time gets because well, time we get is all more, relative yeah well and we get more under our belt so it's more relative like things go by so quickly now like oh yeah i can't believe that 2013 was five fucking years ago when you're four years old the reason you can't remember what happened two years ago 
is because that was half your fucking life ago. Mm-hmm. That was so long. Now, when you are 30, you can remember things you did when you were 15. I mean, it was half your life ago, but... You're perceiving time differently. Yeah, you're perceiving time in a different way. You're, like, there's... I see it as when I was a kid, it would take so long for Christmas to come every year. Right, and summer seemed to last forever. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, God fucking damn it, it's Christmas again. Already? Like, already. Wasn't it just Christmas? Wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. It was just Christmas like a year ago, and that year goes by so quickly now that... Can we do this on a 48-month cycle, please? Fuck, seriously. Every four years, that sounds nice. Mm-hmm. Then maybe I would get my shopping done ahead of time, but probably. No, I right. wouldn't. I wouldn't either, and probably you know that. <laughs> just because of how, who I am as a person. But, yeah, I think just time is something that can be perceived uh, very differently, depending on what age you are. How and- many... How much time you have under your belt. Yeah, definitely. Right. And also what's going on in your life. Like when you have so many things going on, it's weird almost. Like I feel like sometimes time goes very slow, but very quickly at the same time because so much happens over a week. Like I can't fucking remember a week ago. It's like that was yeah. like 25 events ago. But yet week after week, month after month seems to move very fast. But then again, each individual day is packed with so many things sometimes that... Time is one crazy motherfucker. It is a damn crazy motherfucker. Cryptomnesia is when a person forgets they learned something, and when the memory comes back, they mistake it for their own. So you watch a movie, you hear some cool saying, you forget you ever saw the movie. A few months later, you start saying this cool saying, and your friends are like, Oh man, I know that movie, that's a great movie. You don't remember seeing it in that movie. Like, what are you talking about, dude? I came up with that catchphrase all on my own. Exactly. I created that fucking phrase. Exactly. Now, you're not lying. You just forgot. And, I mean, I also don't think that has much to do with Mandela Effect. It just seems, again, how would so many people... How would it be so widespread if it was simply just forgetting something like that? Well, I think that... There's a couple examples. The Luke, I am your father example. Okay. Let's let's visit that one. So everybody, people say this is a sign of the Mandela effect because everyone remembers it as Luke, I am your father. It's always quoted as Luke, I'm your father. You watch actual Empire Strikes Back. That's not the line. No. He says, Luke, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. And then Luke's all like hanging off the thing. He's like, oh, he told me enough. He told me you killed him. And then he's like, no, I am your father. Yeah. That's how it goes. And it works in the context of the lines. If everybody just say, I mean, I guess Luke, I am your father would work as well, but not so much as no, I am, I am your, your father. father. But people quote it as Luke, I am your father because oh, yeah. I think people, it's a, it's a famous line. It's a big, huge thing that happens. Arguably one of the biggest reveals in cinematic history. Mm-hmm. Huge huge but although i guess vader actually means father in german <laughs> but still does it interesting yeah. um yeah but the thing is is that so people have quoted this a bunch but i think it started because if you just go around saying no i am your father to everybody that doesn't have quite the same effect and that's not always going to be known Although I think now it probably would. Maybe because Star now Wars is it would. so much bigger. But you're right. 
back in the 80s when Star Wars was just for nerds. Mm-hmm. True story. Right. So if you just go around saying, no, I'm your father, people are going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But if you say Luke, then they have... Luke, oh. I'm your father, then even people who haven't seen the actual movie know what the fuck know you're talking fuck about. They know about is. the Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader father reveal. Like, yeah, that's a yeah. big thing. It's the same thing with, like, Jaws, where people think of it as we're going to need a bigger boat or when they're going to need a bigger boat yeah because in the actual movie it's you're going to need oh a you're going to yeah, yeah yeah it's you're going to need a bigger boat although i feel like it should have been we're going to need a bigger boat since dudes on the boat with them with other people but yeah. it's Still. more like old crusty dudes looking at it like dude you're going to need a bigger boat let's sing another sea shanty yeah and then if you're trying to like apply it to some quote or trying to apply it to a content, a situation that you're in, and it's just like, oh man, we're gonna need a bigger boat. Right, right. Just to, to make it work for whatever yeah. situation, so you can quote the movie exactly. And, and it happens enough times, cool. and it's repeated enough that people just assume that that was the actual quote. When actually, it's like you're just kind of making you're you're taking a quote and changing it to fit the situation. Yeah, yeah. And then that just becomes such a thing because it works. And it's done, uh, people, people do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That suddenly it's remembered differently. Yeah. The last psychological theory of behind Mandela effect is called confirmation bias. This is allowing a preconception to color the interpretation of information to fit said preconception. So a detective wants Jimmy the refrigerator to go down for the bank robbery that happened. So he subconsciously focuses on all the information that supports this hunch. He's also overlooking, again subconsciously, anything that may get Jimmy off. I can see this as a possibility for Mandela Effect pretty easily. You know, just, I want this to be true, so I'm going to make the story fit. Mm-hmm. I think they describe it really well in, did you see True Detective? First season True Detective? No. Okay, well, there is a great line where basically it's like two detectives and this one guy starts kind of going off on all these like crazy theories about stuff he read and the other guy who's not so much of a a reader and an intellectual person says something extremely smart and he says well do any of your books talk about assumptions and the guy's like well what do you mean and and he's like because when you make assumptions you start bending the narrative to fit said assumptions like, you assume something to be true, so you start making everything fit to support whatever it is that you think it to be true. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, let's talk about some more examples of Mandela Effect. There are some that, when I read them, did have me momentarily questioning my own reality. Yeah, some of them are quite a trip because some of them aren't just things like, you know, misspellings and shit like that. Yeah, I mean, there's like the, the Febreze, Febreze it, with the one E versus the two E's. And again, I feel like that's an interpretation of how our minds read things. But there's actual pretty weird ones. The, the Ed McMahon one fucks with me. See, as you came here today, you... Watch, you, you observed me watching the Golden Girls on Hulu because... Yes, and I silently mocked you. I gave right. you a mocking look. Yes, that's fine. It's an awesome show and fuck you. <laughs> uh, now, the other day I watched an episode where Betty White's character, Rose, gets a call uh, from Sophia 
And she says she's, you know, that Ed McMahon's coming over with a giant check from Publishers Clearinghouse. Because she's won the sweepstakes. Exactly. I actually recorded the clip on my phone. It's all potato quality because it's just with my phone camera at the TV. But still. Still. And then I very clearly remember a movie called Aaron Brockovich, which I have watched several times since it came out. With what's her name? Uh, Julia Roberts. Yes. Yes. It came out about 15 years ago, yes. but I watched it then. Movie. I've watched it more recently because it's just one I, I really enjoy. I like that one a lot. There is a specific scene where her boss, Ed, comes to the door because he fired her and now he's going to rehire her, but she's you oh, know, uh, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. In case you seen Sorry about this. this Julia but... Roberts movie from fucking <laughs> probably more than 15 years ago. It was more than 15 years ago. It came out either when I was pregnant with Jarek. Oh, and yeah, it was you're like, right. It when he was like two months old, it had made it to like HBO. It was like, yeah, you're it right. Was on, it was, it like was on the premium channels because yeah. I remember this clearly because we were actually in at my mom's friend's house in Alabama for a couple of days before we were going to go see my brother graduate his basic training. Oh, yeah. Which happened when Jarek was like, two months old so, so you've got a pretty good frame of so reference I, for yeah, this movie coming out exactly because i'm sitting here at this house you know kind of stuck there with nothing to do and aaron brockovich has just premiered on hbo and i watch it and i'm like oh this is a damn great movie i love it but yeah i can very specifically remember at what point i saw it so anyways i remember it then and i remember it now She's broke down on her luck. She's been fired again. Gets a knock at the door and she's with her infant daughter and she looks at her baby and she's like, oh, maybe that's Ed McMahon. She opens the door. It's her former boss, Ed. And she's like, oh, wrong Ed, because you're not Ed McMahon coming to my door with a fucking check from Publishers Clearinghouse. That would solve all my fucking money problems. Yeah, totally fucking reference there. But guess what? Drop it on us, Joanna. Ed McMahon... Never represented Publishers Clearinghouse. And I remember I remember the fucking he, commercials. Apparently, he has never gone to anyone's door with a giant check. How? Why the fuck do we remember this? And it's on and media. I remember, I remember those giant checks. Who the fuck gave them to people? And how can you not remember those giant checks? And why is it, you know, why would everyone seem to think that it was Ed McMahon so much that it's, there's at least two times and probably countless other times it has been referenced in popular the, in popular uh, media and yeah. movies and crazy fucking shit. why does everyone think that ed mcmahon is the one who did that if he fucking never did and here's another one that will you know blow your fucking mind is that mother Teresa. she was canonized september 4th 2016 19 years after she died many people remember her being canonized in the 90s before she died as opposed to after her death so much i even said that she in the, put in her will that she didn't want to be her body to be yeah in the last episode fucked with so yeah. that it wouldn't be used as a religious relic right we were talking about amityville and how mm-hmm. they had the uh what was it father whoever the fuck or the whatever priest it was that uh, uh lorraine warren carried around bits of him or whatever and uh-huh. yeah, yeah yeah but no she wasn't canonized until 19 years after she died so she died in 97 Wow. And see, that's weird to me because I feel like she died later than 1997. So that's pretty crazy. That is crazy. I mean, how would she know? Maybe she knew she was going to. Can you even canonize somebody when they're still alive? Can they? Can that happen? I don't know. 
Because I feel like I, well, I don't know I, either, and I don't know like the rules at all about I, yeah, I just, being a saint. I just feel like that's something that happens after you die. Yeah, I would I would expect so too. But so I'm not maybe, Catholic, and maybe so. the reason she put that in her will is because she knew she was going to be canonized, but it Probably. wasn't going to happen until after she was dead. I'm sure that people know. I mean, I'm sure people are like, you know what? You, I mean, you're fucking Mother Teresa. You've mm-hmm. been doing shit for a while now. Like, right. you're pretty sure what's going to happen. I'm sure your superiors have been like, hey, you're doing some good work. The Pope was yeah. all like, look, this is going to happen. Yeah. Like, rest yeah. assured, Mother Teresa, after you die, you're going to be a fucking saint. Yeah. Because, but it just duh. can't happen while you're alive. You know the rules. Even though I don't know the rules. Like, I'm assuming they know right. the Right, I'm sure they know the rules. Like, you know the rules. You can't. It can't happen while you're alive, but I, I promise you. It'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah. And if it doesn't, you know, may I burn in hell if that doesn't. and Or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Well, another. Uh, along I swear with the, by all the saints. <laughs> another religious one is Billy Graham. So he just recently died, like the last month or something. Like very recently he died. I fucking remember that guy dying like 10 years ago. I don't even know who that guy is. Oh, he was a big church guy. He would go around and talk to like. He was like a rock star church guy. He would talk to like stadiums full of people. I believe was he, he like, was evangelical, mega church person. Something. I mean, I don't really know a lot. Was he I one just... of the ones that was like corrupt or not corrupt? He well, he was the religious advisor for many presidents. So maybe <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say. Interpret that in whatever way exactly. But you want. You know, the only one that really sticks out to me as far as, like, you know, mega evangelical people is that that fucking lady with, like, the purple hair and the eyelashes. Do you remember her? I don't. Oh, wait. I think I do remember her existence. I don't remember. Because she would, they would have these infomercials and there was, like, a guy. I mean, because obviously she's not the head of anything because she's a fucking woman. And yeah. Like, and evangelical they, we, fucking, we won't like, have women be yeah, the head of anything. Exactly. But it was like his wife or his whatever assistant or something. But it was, you know, she had the fucking purple hair and the goddamn fake eyelashes. Right. And oh yes, I just love being part of this church and Jesus and the you know. And they'd have their infomercials promoting the church. But that's not the guy. No, no, he was not. It was not partner a, of purple no, hair. No, he was. Eyelash I don't. Lady. I don't believe he was the infomercial type, and I don't think that it was. It could have been televised frequently, but it I, I don't I feel like if he was a huge thing, he would have had some T V fucking time. Maybe. I don't I don't know that much the about Reverend him. I just Billy remember Graham, I just remember that he was a thing and 'cause I had I had, you know, friends who are fairly devout Christians and I remember them talking about Billy Graham and I think I remember him coming to town in like junior high or, or elementary school just because I knew these people that were like super Jesus people. Mm-hmm. Uh don't know really much about him as a person, except that he just died recently, and I remember his ass being dead like a fucking decade ago. Maybe, and a lot of people, people remember who that too. Looked like he should be dead. It's like possible. A long time ago. It's possible. Like, there's a lot of that. Like, oh my god, what's that one guy, the Rockefeller guy? Before oh he died? Jesus, yeah, but he probably oh drank god. the blood of like children, of virgins, oh or something. To God, that guy looked life. like he should have been dead like 200 years ago. You know. In my opinion, the Rockefellers are not anything but the devil. So I would have to agree on that. That there, would be just, there is something... in just our personal opinions, however. <laughs> there is something seriously sinister about that family. And uh... Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. The fact that that one guy like looked like he was a fucking vampire who had lived about 200 years past his vampire expiration date. Yoda was like, God damn, dude, you look old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he was just, oh. <laughs> like, I literally, it gives me the willies imagining that guy's face. More things in media that people have memories about that aren't necessarily actually how it was. Before us, Gump. Life was like a box of chocolates as opposed to life is like a box of chocolates, which is what everyone remembers is life Mm -hmm. is like a box of chocolates. And that actually makes more sense in the context of what's saying than life was. Except if he's in a time now where his mother is dead. And so he's talking about her in the past tense, but... But he's quoting her in the past tense. That's true, but I think that's something that could kind of you know i mean forrest gump wasn't overly smart anyways number one and i think that could easily be misinterpreted because he's talking about her in the past tense and my mom always said that life was like a box of chocolates instead of saying life is like a box of chocolates i don't know like sometimes if someone's dead and not here and we're referring to them in the past tense it's easy to refer to something they say also in the past tense that's fair nevertheless i remember and again it is, it's like an is but and it's was just, like really is and it's was. two I letters mean, it sounds, yeah. yeah it sounds so similar and there's mr rogers i don't know how worldwide mr rogers neighborhood was but it was a kid's show basically another one of those shows don't be a dickhead there were some puppet shows that happened in, like, a train. and Fuck, I hated the goddamn puppets in Mr. Rogers, okay? I hate puppets anyways, and I think it started there with that ugly witch puppet that he had. Yeah. And I fucking hated the shit out of her. I hated the shit out of Mr. Rogers. I mean, I'm not dissing Mr. Rogers, like, as a person. I the think he was, like, a good The show Mr. Person. Rogers' neighborhood was shit, is what you're saying. Yes. Not that Mr. Rogers himself... Mr. Rogers himself was a good person who uh, was trying to do a lot of good in the world and did do good in the world, yeah. I think. Yeah, it was a wholesome show, and he never mm-hmm. had any sort of those like weird pedophile things that every single other celebrity has these days. No, yeah, but he was just boring as shit, and his show sucked in in my eyes as a child. Wore a cardigan. He always changed his oh cardigan Oh, my God, out that was jacket. so annoying, like how he would fucking, like, it just put bugs, on his slippers. It just pissed me off. Yeah. yeah, well, no, he put on his like canvas slip-on shoes. It wasn't slippers. There you go. He would take go. off his loafers, and or he would take off his like string shoes, either untied his shoes and then put on slip-ons, or he took off his loafers and then put string tie heads something, on. Something, something. But, I mean, he would always toss one from one hand to the, the other. He was always like, okay, children. Mm-hmm. And he takes off his suit jacket, voice. hangs it up, and then takes out his cardigan and zips it up. And it was just like, now, children. And... But the thing with Mr. Rogers is that people remember it as it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yes. And actually, he's saying it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. Or at least in this universe, it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. Yeah. In this version of reality, it is. And again, it's one word. It is one word. And I think it's just something that can be easily because I can hear it in my head both ways. I can I can feasibly say that it was this neighborhood because See, I, it's the show is all about mr rogers neighborhood it's about his fucking neighborhood that's true that's true so he could easily be saying it's a beautiful day in this goddamn neighborhood because this is my neighborhood bitch it is always a beautiful motherfucking day in mr rogers neighborhood i always just refer to my neighborhood as the neighborhood oh this is the neighborhood not this neighborhood unless i'm mm-hmm. it was to reference another neighborhood like it's 
know, that neighborhood and this neighborhood. Yeah, and I this is much of Roger's neighborhood versus often. all your other shit neighborhoods. Right, like, fuck mm-hmm. your other neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know what happens in the neighborhood, but in this neighborhood. So Tom Cruise vampire movie. Interview with the vampire. I remember it. I read the book, too, and I do remember it as interview with a vampire. But we're back to the same thing. It's just mm-hmm. one, not just one word, but a word that's pretty much inconsequential. Yeah. Like uh, a or the, the. it doesn't really change anything. Sex and the city. I always remember it as sex in the city. But and the and in the are two things that when when said can be easily it confused. so easily because it's one of those words you're not always like and uh, yeah you're not completely enunciating everything mm-hmm. sex in the so city. sex in the city i'm saying and in my mind but people could right. easily hear that as sex in the city oh how, how about this l and i people call it l and i labor and industries mm-hmm. that's what it is right labor yes and department yeah. of labor and industries yeah. l and i people always say l and i as it's l period n period i mm-hmm. when in fact it is l and I. Right. And so it could be, well, the same thing with sex and the city. Mm-hmm. It's like it's sex in the city. L and I. Looney Tunes. Looney is always spelled L-O-O-N-E-Y. It's the tunes that's the discrepancy shows up. Tunes, as in T-U-N-E, as in a music tune, or tune, as in short for cartoon. I remember it T-O-O-N, as in cartoon, but it's tunes as in the musical tunes. Now, both work, because I don't know about you, but a lot of jazz and classical music that I was subjected to was all, was first all from old cartoons, where they had the classical and the the jazz music playing. Right, especially like the kind of original Looney Tunes, where it was more music than speaking. Yeah. Because that was something that developed more and more as animation got easier, I suppose. Yeah, as, as they got better at it. They mm-hmm. could actually make mouths move a little bit better. and Right. Probably recording as well, because recording the voice has not always been as easy as it is now. Yeah, and I always remember the intro, like, do-do-do-do-do-do. They're in, like, the fucking old-school, like, record player. They all bust out of the... Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, Victrola, is that what it's called? It was the old school record player, and it had the kind of the, oh, the, the flowery uh, uh, speaker. Uh, no, I think that was thing. a phonogra- phonograph. I remember it as being a Victrola too. I don't know, a little bit of both. But they're they're busting out of that speakery thing. Yeah, old school record player. Old school record player. So I can see where tunes also make sense to you. It works. It works with both. It works either way, and I can't honestly remember one or the other as the you know like and I don't. I, I want to say I remember it as tunes, as in short for cartoons, but again, maybe that's your mind just slapping that together. It and could putting, well be the case, know, yeah. What, what, which one was that? Where your mind just kind of oh yeah yeah patches something in there that you oh confabulation confabulation yeah it could be confabulation very well. Fruit Loops is another one similar to that. How it's is it fruit f r o o t or fruit f r u i t? Now this is another one that seems to have gone back and forth between OO and UI. Right, and I think the current one, because my kids eat Fruit Loops, so I buy is them. Is the OO, one. It's, yeah. it's the OO, but the, the OOs are the... Actual Fruit, fruit Loops, yeah. The Fruit Loops. Yeah. And I can't remember when the the logo, the brand was only words, if it was 
O O or U I. And I don't really remember this one myself, so. Because I know it it did change over time, and the O O's as the little loop things, yeah, is like a newer thing. But I can't remember what it was before. So this may be one that's like the Flintstones and the Flint Stones, mm-hmm. where it's we're weaving in and out of parallel universes, and where apparently this is the only change. Now, we mentioned the Febreze earlier. Right. Uh, it, breeze being spelled with two E's as opposed to two E's in a row as opposed to no double letters at all. And that's just, I think, how you would assume it is. I, I can almost hear in my head, though, some commercial for it at some point when it first came out. And it's telling you to look for it in your laundry aisle. And it also said that's Febreze with one E. I don't remember. But again, is that my mind just making that memory up because I heard something similar about something else and I'm just attaching that to the Febreze because it's spelled with one E? Like, didn't Could've I been. hear that? Didn't I hear that before where it's, it specifically said it was only spelled with one E? Or is that my mind just... Especially completely... maybe commercials working so subliminally, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty crazy the way that... Uh, marketing and advertising is... It's fucked up. Yeah. There's some fucked fucked up up practices behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Here's one that neither of us really have much of a memory of. It's the Chick-fil-A. We just got Chick-fil-A maybe two or three years ago. I didn't know that shit even existed until there was a big to-do in... Because it was coming to... It came to Bellevue. It came like right across the street from my fucking work. People stood there for like a week or something in tents and shit waiting for this goddamn chicken place to open. It's... It's near, like, one of the only gas stations, like, in the downtown area of Bellevue, the one that I always have to go to when I when I leave, and I'm just like, fuck, I don't have any goddamn gas. Yeah. Like, goddamn it, because it's That must just, be a pain in the ass. It is a pain in the ass, because you can't go back the way you came out of the gas station through either entrance. You oh, have to do, go right, and you have to go up. And a, a light that was the first light that, after you turn right, it used to be a U-turn light, and then they fucking changed that to where because you Because of Chick-fil-A? I don't know if it was Chick-fil-A, because it's, like... The but opposite they, direction. They changed it but they changed it to where you can't do a U-turn now. So now you have to just do a regular left. And then the light after you turn left is a U-turn. And then finally you can turn around and go back down the way you came to the freeway entrance so I can get the fuck home. But it's always just like, God damn it, when I run out of gas. Because it's like, okay, that's an extra 20 minutes right there. Just getting there and, and what is that, like getting back the way Four blocks, maybe? Yeah. yeah. And it's just ridiculous. And so the Chick-fil-A is right there. But the Chick-fil-A is right there. So I would actually see that when I'm filling up a glass and I'm looking around and it's like, there's all these fucking tents in the goddamn parking You're lot. Like, of what's people up with the waiting. hobos? Yeah. But it's not hobos. It's not. It was no tent city going on. That was no. people waiting for... Fucking chicken. Chicken. For fast which, food chicken. For fast food chicken, which it's good. I've had, had it. Had I like it? it. I don't eat chicken, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, it is good, but it's... Is it better than, like, Izales? No. Is it even the same shit as Izales? Uh, like, no, is it like a fried a... chicken place, or is it, like, chicken sandwiches? Yeah, because Izales is more like KFC style. Like, it's, like, yeah, yeah. chicken or pieces. Like Popeyes. Yeah, yeah, like Popeyes. No, this is more like chicken sandwiches or chicken nuggets. Okay. And they're good and all, and they have, like, good waffle fries, would but... You, would you stay on a tent... On concrete for a week in the middle of winter in Washington State to get a fucking free sandwich. The answer to that would be, uh, fuck no. Yeah, big negatory on that whole thing. Because it's basically like getting like a sandwich from like Jack in the Box or something. So it's nothing really it's special. It's nothing really special. It's it's good, but it's not, yeah, it's, it's not, not like, oh my God. For. It's yeah. not to die for. And it's certainly, I just don't understand what the whole fucking thing was other than the fact that. A lot of other states have had Chick-fil-A for a long time, and this was it was finally coming up 
to the, the upper left that, corner of the United States. Weren't they the ones that didn't like gay people or something? Well, yeah, they're like they're very Christian. It's like a Southern Christian kind of thing. Right. They're right. closed on Sundays. Oh, that's because of like God. Right. Mm-hmm. The Lord's like no chicken man. Yeah. Well, anyway, no the chicken Man- on the Sabbath. The Mandela effect thing with Chick Fil A is that some people remember the chick being spelled without a K, so it's like chic, basically. I neither of us, you know, we haven't exactly. been around. Just, we we don't have any point of reference yeah. on that one because we weren't used to seeing like Chick Fil A signs prior to just a couple of years ago. Exactly, I didn't know it was a thing until it came I to did Delta. not even know it was a thing. I would every once in a while I would hear about somebody, or maybe it was there. shortly before because of the whole hating gay people thing. Probably, I'm sure. Probably, but it was right was, around the same yeah. time. Yeah. So another one, the adult diaper brand. Depends. No S. It's called Depend. Yes, I get it, but... I remember it as Depends, too. Because it's something that is bought in a pack of multiple things. Did you go and buy your Depend? Well, no, that's just the brand name, though. Did you buy your adult diapers? Exactly. Did you buy your Depends? Because it's just been associated with that. Even though the brand name is Depend, it's something that's always referred to in usually a context of a plural context. So I can see where we automatically make the brand name plural as well. Right, right. Like, yeah, okay. Well, here's a physical example of Mandela effect. Again, this is something, it's on the other coast, so we're not really familiar with it, but it's the Ellis Island Bridge. Many people remember you can only get to Ellis Island via ferry. There is no bridge, but there is, in fact, a bridge. Interesting. Another one. Italy and Sicily. Are they connected? I remember Italy being the shape of a boot, and there was an island off the tip of it, and that was Sicily. Well, they're actually connected. Weird. I thought it was an island. Yeah, I totally did too. Obviously, we are not so, um, you know, our geography skills are not, like, on point exactly. (laughs) Another one that... uh, Amanda actually brought up was she remembers the peanut butter Jif as Jiffy. Yes. Now that one did have me fucked up for a little bit, but that's just because I think again, Jiffy is a word. Oh, and there's Skippy too. Yeah. Skippy peanut butter. But she remembers, Amanda remembers both Jiffy and Skippy independently of one another. I, I would think that it's actually always been Jif, but when there's Skippy and then I'll be back in a Jiffy, it's just something people associate and just kind of assume to be true. We always just got the ghetto peanut butter where at my house. Just whatever the store brand was. Like Safeway brand. Or whatever, yeah. Whichever store my mom went to. My mm-hmm. mom did all the shopping when I was a kid. Yeah, we got total shit peanut butter too and it was just like gross and ugh. Oh, it was never gross. It was fine peanut no, butter. No, it but... was gross. I know you think the bread was old and like the oil would seep through the bread because like the peanut butter was like Oh icky. yeah, that yeah. sounds like bad peanut butter. Yeah. yeah. We didn't that we had I always get my kids like nice peanut butter and nice jelly. Do you like ch- chunky or or creamy? Creamy. I yeah. like chunky. I don't know of a single kid that likes chunky. I don't think it's very popular these days. I don't know. I know that uh, one of my housemates always gets creamy. Mm-hmm. Creamy peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Portrait of King Henry VIII. Remember him holding a turkey leg? Yes. That does not exist. However, 
It's remembered by many people being shown in books and prints of it hung in schools. That portrait does not exist. That is turkey leg. so weird because I can just see it right in my head. Right? Because that's just one of the th- you know, he's got a big old turkey leg and he's all like big and his it's like, like a goblet, big, I think, shorts too. and his, yeah. like, you know, he's just like this big presence and it's like, yeah, iconic. and I got my big goddamn turkey leg because I like an to I- eat, motherfucker. An iconic portrait. An mm-hmm. iconic portrait that never existed. At least not in this universe. That is, that is a weird one. So what about the one where Jean-Luc Picard and his crystal? I have seen a lot of TNG, that being, of course, the next generation. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever remember him grabbing a fucking crystal. Neither do ever. I. And- I remember he had his like iPad and he would be like in his little ready room mm-hmm. playing Candy Crush or whatever the fuck. But Right. Staring intently at that, uh, I remember, obviously, the fact that he likes his Earl Grey. You know, he's always telling the fucking yeah. food replicator, Earl Grey hot. Yeah. I need my fucking Earl Grey goddamn tea. Um, but no. Like, oh, I need to hold my crystal. And and apparently, this is in 80 episodes. So that's approximately 20 episodes a season. So mm-hmm. that's full on four seasons. Of him holding this goddamn crystal. Yes. And there was, I believe, nine seasons of The Next Generation. So goddamn near half of them, he's holding this crystal that I don't remember. I don't remember it either. And I mean, it was supposed to be in the context, too, of when he's had a, like a hard decision to make. And I was like, Jean-Luc Picard was not a believer in crystals. He didn't use crystals like some like fucking... Patchouli-reeking I mean, hippie chick today. Like, oh, let me charge my crystals. and I mean, Maybe in his watch... Yeah, he didn't have a watch. He had fucking computer to tell him. Like, well, there's probably crystals in the computers, was. but nevertheless, not a crystal. He's grabbing and being like, "Oh man, crystal, what's up?" Yeah, there actually were crystals in the warp drive. That made oh yeah, go. there's all kinds of crystals. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, John Luc Picard is is a is a guy who doesn't use fucking crystals to help him fucking make hard decisions and stuff. Like, oh, let me let me play with my crystal here while I contemplate. Whether we should do this or do that. I mean, that's just not who he is as a person. And I mean, that just changes my whole. It's weird, too, because I have watched The Next Generation in the relatively recent past, and I still don't ever remember him grabbing a crystal. Every single time, like, my TV happens to float. I'm looking for something to watch on TV. If which, it's on, you which watch isn't like a, Now, with so much streaming stuff, that's not happening a whole yeah, lot. Yeah. That's maybe if I'm on the cable receiver and I'm too lazy to find the remote to change it to streaming and my other remote there you to, go. to flip through there. <laughs> so it's like, okay, now I got to go with the channels that are available on my Dish network. Like, fuck. Like, oh, God damn it. God I damn it. I only have like 500 channels. options. And anytime I see the next generation is playing like on BBC or whatever. Like, oh, that's a nice place to it's stop like, and okay, watch. It's like, okay, yeah, we'll just put that there. Chances are pretty good. It's going to be a... An episode that I like. I mean, and I feel like I've seen just about every episode of The Next Generation. I love The Next Generation. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite. That's my my favorite favorite Star Trek. Trek. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I don't remember this fucking crystal at all. Apparently, it lived on his desk and he would sit and hold it during times when he was like, hmm, I got to think about things. Don't remember it at all. But yeah, no, it's just, it's just really weird. A lot of these examples are things that we thought should be there, which weren't. Like, Jiffy versus Jiff. Like, right, you're adding, right. like, the extra letters. But this is the opposite. This is, like, the opposite, where something apparently has been there the whole time, and you haven't fucking seen it. Which is 
dub would just just as weird. Yeah, and it could be because hey, maybe it's because Jean Luc Picard is a very uh, he's a character you pay attention to. Yeah, oh yeah. He well, he's he's a very magnetic the fucking main. Ca- he's, yeah, that actor is a badass. I mm-hmm. mean, for the uh, love of Christ, Patrick Stewart. I just love you, the shit out of him. Anything that Patrick Stewart is in is worth a watch. Be- just to watch, it could be the worst movie on the planet, and he would still be do a wonderful job at whatever it was he was doing. Absolutely, and you're so kind of drawn to him that maybe you're not noticing the fact that he's holding this crystal. That could be the case. It's like how magicians like sleight of hand. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Your mind will not see what it doesn't register, and so and that's if you're how not... the whole. The, you know, that's how they, the magicians use all their stuff is like misdirection. It's happening like right in front of you, but you don't fucking see it because your your attention is focused elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. They tricked you into focusing your attention elsewhere so that you're not seeing something that's like right fucking in front of you because your brain just isn't registering it. It could be the same with this crystal. It's like a pickpocket. You know, they come up and mm-hmm. they, they bump into you like, oh, I'm sorry, and pat you on the shoulder and apologize mm-hmm. as they pull the wallet out right. of your pocket. So you're like misdirection again. Yeah, you're you're exactly. feeling you're all you're noticing is them talking to you and touching you but you're not feeling the part where they're you know taking flip, your fucking taking wallet your fucking yeah. wallet and i think maybe that would be an explanation for the jean-luc picard crystal is that he's just such a a person that you tend to focus on you're just focusing on him and everything that is coming out of his mouth that you're not really noticing what he's doing with his hands so much yeah that could be the case so you have a few more examples here we'll go back to a star wars one c-3po Oh, with the silver leg? Yeah. Oh, my God. I did never notice that. And now that could have been because, to begin with, I was watching a lot of Star Wars on VHS, on tube televisions, not crystal clear HD beautiful shit. So maybe I just, it's both got a a similar sheen to it. Maybe it was just something you couldn't see. Now, did you go back and watch it and see it? I have gone back and watched it, and I have noticed it, yes. So you've noticed it on a more recent copy? Yes. You didn't, yes. like, go back to a VHS and see it? No. Because I'm curious, because you know how George Lucas went back and oh. fucked with a bunch of shit? Like, oh, well, did he go back and did he go back and color in well, no, I, leg? The one that I did, see, I have copies of these, but I, uh, of the original Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I have the copies that are before he fucked with any of them. Okay, and so, is that the one that you looked at? I, yes, that was the one that I went back and I was like, I would holy be interested fuck, to see like a more a recent one, like where they, you know, now have like Jabba the Hood talking to Han Solo, talking to and Han being Solo. All wee. yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think that. So I was wondering, like, maybe it was it something like that where they they just went, went back, in and recolored it. No, they went in it, and recolored it. It wasn't any of those ones that I saw when I when I looked back to notice it. And I think a lot of that could be is also how often are you focusing on three PO's fucking leg? Exactly, it's it's a misdirection thing again because yeah, yeah. you're watching everything that's going on. You're not like looking at his leg, and it's maybe close enough to where you just don't notice it. I guess yeah. obviously because you know I never did. I've watched Star Wars like millions of times, millions of times, not millions, right? Thousands though, probably, probably because I have watched the shit out of those movies. This was like. As a child, over oh, and over and yeah. over on VHS. Oh, my God, yeah. It's out on DVD, over and over and over on DVD. I still watch those movies. If I'm Hell sitting yeah. around, I've got a couple hours to kill. I'm like, hey, Empire, man. Silence of the Lambs. 
Hello, Clarice. Is that a line or is that not a line? It's apparently not Not a a line. line, but I see where, again, they kind of make it work. It's, it's, yeah. Because you can see him saying it and I feel like he says it, you know, like, hello in some creepy way. And like the way he says Clarice is creepy. I mean, just every word out of his mouth is fucking creepy, creepy, creepy. Yeah, yeah. And you're just going to put the two together because that's something that Hannibal Lecter would do. So how about the movie Shazam that starred Sinbad as a genie? Didn't exist. Did not. There was was a movie called Kazam where Shaquille O'Neal was a genie. And I remember that. But many, many, many people remember Shazam as being a movie. I don't really remember either. I remember that, and I remember it seems like Sinbad was portraying a genie in something. But it could just be the way he dressed. I mean, those... Hammer pants? The hammer pants. I mean, anybody could be a fucking genie wearing the hammer pants. I think that... You could tell me that MC Hammer played a fucking genie in something, and I'd be like, yeah. I believe Sinbad came out with a movie right around the same time. So it could just be that got it mixed up. Like he was in a movie... Just wearing the genie pants, but he wasn't actually a genie. Yeah, maybe he was. But just, he was in a movie was, that, that came out style. around the same time. Those were the stylish pants in the that late 80s, early 90s, you know? Shaq was a genie or whatever. For our younger listeners, Pikachu. You got a black tip at the end of the tail or not? It's not. It it's looks not. better with the a black tip. It does. It's it's just more of a balance. Yeah, it, it rounds it out. It's nice. Mm-hmm. We've got... For our, our very, very old listeners, uh, what about this? The Oscar Wilde book about Dorian Gray. The portrait. Dorian. What? Dorian or Dorian? Dorian. Dorian. Yeah. The portrait of Dorian Gray or the picture of Dorian Gray? I haven't even heard of that either way. Do so. you know who Dorian Gray is? Mm-mm. Oh, he was the guy who he had a painting of himself and the painting would grow old and he would stay young. And so he could go to run around and get fucked up all the time and he wouldn't suffer any ill effects. Well, the book is actually called The Picture of Dorian Gray. I remember it always as The Portrait of Dorian Gray. It's a really good book. You should read it. Oscar Wilde's the man. And Oscar Wilde was a long time ago, so maybe it's just your mind associating that because back in the day you had your portrait done and not your picture did have your picture taken then too you did have your picture but it was usually wasn't called your picture you still called it a. well portrait. they had photography then yes but even if it was a picture it was a portrait would they call it a portrait of when it was a photograph uh well it was called like a tin type and a some other stuff too there's all sorts of oh, but they but they would they wouldn't call it a picture they would call it a portrait still yeah they still oh, okay. refer to it as a portrait oh, i didn't i didn't know yeah that. Because that's a more old-fashioned term for... Oh, yeah. for Because... A picture you know, of yourself, original, like whether it's a painting or the... What we think of now way as a long portrait ago is pictures, a painting. Yeah. So, yeah, that could well be the case, too, just because of modern knowledge as opposed... Or modern mm-hmm. vernacular as opposed to... Yeah. Not so modern. Well, let's see here. We got a couple more. Uh, the Monopoly Man. Oh, my God. This one was weird. Monocle or no? I always think of it as a monocle. Me too. It's not. He doesn't. Never had. The planter's peanut guy has a monocle. Totally different body body shapes, though. But I feel like the brand of it, similar times. 
still have they got the fancy hats. They got the fancy top hats. See, maybe that's what it is. Is we're just so familiar with like the picture of having someone with a fancy top hat and like a mustache and mm-hmm. you know. A Although monocle. the planters guy doesn't have a mustache. No, but other fancy people do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just kind of like illustrations from a certain era in time. I feel like yeah, I feel yeah. like the planters peanut guy and monopoly guy kind of came out like 1930s ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. It's like yeah. the era that they were created in the way that you can kind of your mind kind of can just automatically kind of identify as like, right, oh, right. Wait, yeah. Well, you see a fancy dude with like a fucking cane and a top hat, and you just want to throw a monocle on him regardless. Mm-hmm. Like, this seems to fit. Yeah, yeah. The department store, J.C. Penny. How is Penny spelled? Well, I want to say it's P-E-N-N-Y, but that's not correct, right? It's, it's not. It, it ends up with an E-Y. And when I see it typed, the J.C. Penny with Penny spelled how we normally see it, how it's spelled like with a penny, like the, the monetary unit, mm-hmm. looks right. But with an E-Y, it does not look right. Apparently, there's also people who remember it being a J period C period penny. Pennies being spelled like... Mm-hmm, like initials yeah. and then penny. Okay. So, apparently that's changed several times. A few... It, it's gone through but a few different it... universes. <laughs> but in our universe, that's how it's always been with no periods. No periods. And with an E at the end. E-Y at the end. Because I feel like some logos just do just change over time. Yeah, they do sometimes. I mean, I can't think of any. Oh, here's one. Beats by Dre or Beats by Dr. Dre? I think it's just Beats by Dre. That's what a lot of people think. Guess what? It's always been Beats by Dr. Dre. Even now that he doesn't own it? Yes. Even Interesting. now. It's... It's a really weird one. And it always has been Beats by Dr. Dre. But I always remember it as being Beats by Dre. Now, maybe that's because the logo says Dr. Dre. And then when they were talking about it in the commercial. I wonder if that's the case. I wonder if they, in the commercial they just said Beats by Dre. and it, But it's always had the logo saying Beats by Dr. Dre. And then you just, and because you hear it as Beats by Dre, you just you know don't what? see the doctor. I think that's the case when they did that. Because when it's. A logo, I mean, he is Dr. Dre, and that's probably a trademarked name or whatever, or a copywritten or whatever the fuck. And so on the logo, he actually has to say Dr. Dre on it, whereas in the commercials and what have you, they can say just Beats by Dre, because who doesn't know who Dre is when you're saying Dre? It's obviously Dr. Dre. You don't forget about Dre. Right. So what are you thinking as far as... What do you think is the cause of Mandela effect? If As a I had whole, to choose, I mean, if I had to choose from the multiverse theory and the psychological things, I would say with the multiverse theory, I think that it would definitely be the classic idea of the of the parallel universes, the the billions of parallel universes, and it's stuff seeping into the one that's like closest to us because. The mini worlds interpretation, yeah. Yeah. As far as psychological effects, I would have to say that misinformation effect is is my favorite as far as those are concerned. Mm-hmm. Time travel? I'm also going to accept time travel. Time travel isn't mutually exclusive to either of those. Mm-hmm. You could have misinformation effect done by time travelers or parallel universes done by tri- time travelers. Time travelers, you know... Affecting things and splitting universes. Right. Although it's just hard for me to still manifest 
either time travel or multi-universe as you change something and it ends up being Berenstein instead of Berenstain or vice versa. Like, No, something we didn't talk about was the simulation theory, where we're all living in a computer simulation. So maybe the reason that it's just these little things that are changing is because someone fat fingered an E instead of an A or an mm-hmm. A instead of an E. And so when they're, you know, transferring all of our consciousnesses to a different server, someone mistypes something and just says whatever will leave it. However, we still have all of our programmed memories. And so we, we remember it being differently. Remember so it's it being sort of like a glitch in the matrix. Yeah. Similar. Type of situation. I mean, that's what simulation theory is, is basically just the mm-hmm. matrix that nothing that's, is actually that our reality is actually not even fucking real exactly that's a whole other that is a whole other thing episode that's now, some serious shit that for me kind of opens up something else where it's psychological but it's purposely psychological and if so who is doing it so uh, like so, a deep government agency or something yeah i can see very easily a lot of these things being kind of like an experiment like how well does the general public accept misinformation like a mass mk ultra thing mm-hmm. mk ultra of course being a whole another episode oh yeah oh yeah but i mean mk ultra stuff i think i mean that was more smaller groups of people this is something where i feel like this is an opportunity where you can have it be like a mass amount of people and you just change something, you make it so like, oh, yeah, no, it's always been this way. Well, consider this. And see how many people really notice it. How many people are going to be noticing the difference? And how easy is it to convince people that, no, it's always been this way. You're just remembering it wrong. Well, consider this. This whole Mandela effect thing is something that's fairly recent. Mm-hmm. 2009 is the first documented noticing of it. So MK Ultra started in the late 60s, early 70s with individuals, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe, I mean... Because, you know, you couldn't really blanketly do the kind of things that you can now with, like, the internet and social media right, and right. stuff like that. And so in the 70s, they were doing this person, this person, this person. You know, Lee Harvey Oswald. They MK Ultra the shit out of him. Maybe they did the same with Charlie Manson. You know, maybe Jim Jones, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe they've progressed and they're able to do it on a grander scale. Right. So we're being MKUltra on a grander scale, just not quite so hardcore like Jim Jones. We're not going out and killing a whole bunch of people or, or whatever actually happened down there. Yeah, not when, yet. I mean, I feel like... Not yet. The night is young. <laughs> <laughs> like, this could be kind of a, you know, like, dipping your toe into the water of yeah. how how easy, yeah, can you basically convince the American public... Because we're basically speaking about American culture and whatever. Possibly. Yeah. I right. mean, just, just to simplify it, just to simplify the point I'm trying to get across here. Yeah. How easily can we convince the American public that something that happened did not, in fact, happen? Or that something it, that most people think is one way is actually another? And how easily can we convince them that, like, no, this is always how it's been. You're just remembering it wrong. Exactly. Because... You really think they stopped MKUltra when it became public? I don't think so. No, I I'm think pretty that... sure that it went underground. More underground. Now, as I was thinking on this topic, I was thinking of a movie called The Forgotten, where it's kind of the same theory, except 
the misinformation is being done as an alien experiment. So, spoilers, I mean, I think this movie came out, I don't know, 2005 or 2007, something like that. Uh, we got to get better with spoilers. We got to say it first and then say the thing for right, these movies that right. are over a decade old. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you know, well, what? too fucking bad. Yeah, I'm going to tell you sorry. what I'm going to tell you what's going to ha- what happens in the movie. In a nutshell, basically, Julianne Moore has a son who dies in a plane crash. And it was like a whole group of kids. It was like a whole class. They go on some I guess they were, yeah, they were on a trip, you know, and it must be like a nice private school or something, because, I mean. In our uh, high school, didn't they take people to trips to Washington, D.C.? Yeah, but this was like a kid. Oh, yeah, like a child. Like like a child. Elementary school child. Like an elementary school child, not like a, you know, almost adult child. Right, okay. So, yeah, and I mean, none of my elementary school kids have ever gone on a fucking plane for a fucking school trip, but whatever. Besides the point, plane disappears, uh, is eventually like wreckage is found and stuff and so yeah her son and all the other kids on that plane are dead she has like a scrapbook with like the newspaper clippings from when the plane you know first dropped off the radar and it's making the news like they're looking for this plane and people are fearing the worst and of course it happened and she's seen a psychiatrist and to try and like you know get her through her obvious grief over the loss of her son and she's just having real trouble like letting go and she notices slowly that what she thinks her husband she thinks her husband is the one doing this like all of a sudden like the his clothes that she had been saving were like gone from the closet the pictures in her picture album of him gone she goes so, to play some home movies that's been that's just like the the grainy fuzz oh yeah the, the, of a blank the blizzard yeah yeah a blank vhs because like you know people still had home movies on vhs in this time so it's like so she thinks that a husband's trying to get rid of this shit so right. that he can like help her move on or whatever. Right. And she's getting all kinds of fucking pissed off and she confronts her husband and with her psychiatrist and basically she gets told by both the husband and the psychiatrist, like, no, this is actually really good that you don't see the movies anymore because you never even had a son to begin with. Oh, wow. You had a bad miscarriage and you made this whole thing up of having a son and losing him as your mind's way of coping. Right. And she's like, what the fuck, you guys? No, I didn't. And so she seeks out this other parent. She runs into this other parent whose daughter supposedly died on this plane crash, too. Right. And he doesn't have any memory of his daughter. But he's like a fucking... He's just drunk. He doesn't know exactly why he's a drunk. She tells him about it. He thinks she's nuts. Please come and take her away. But then suddenly... Uh, he knows it's like a rip in the wallpaper and he, or she saw like the daughter's drawings under the wallpaper and ripped it all off. And he's like, what the fuck? Had it like a memory flash or something? Yeah. But he goes, when he goes back into the room and sees it again, it all comes back to him Ah. about his daughter. And so then of course he's like, no, I believe you. And they go on this adventure, uh, to find the truth. And long story short, it's like an alien experiment to see if, how our memories work how our memories work and how easily we can forget something like a child that we had that you loved that you loved, Yeah. And you know, the aliens are pissed because she fucking figured it out because yeah, because she won't forget because, and that's their whole, their whole thing is that yes, we can make people forget that they had children. If we just slowly over enough time, convince them that this kid never wipe it out. Mm -hmm. Right. That we can eventually do it. And so she's like kind of like the fly in the ointment because 
She didn't. She didn't. Yeah. She didn't. So that got me thinking some really weird thoughts, like like the guy who had the daughter, and he had forgotten about her. And even though he didn't remember losing her, he was drinking all the time and drunk all the time. So at like a base level, he was trying to deal with his loss through self-medication, yes. even though he didn't consciously know. he had no idea that he had ever had a daughter. And that he had lost her. Yeah. And that had me thinking about that. I mean, there's a lot there's of people. There's a lot of depression in the world. There is a lot of yeah. depression in the world. And usually that depression feels like an empty void. And there's a lot of people out there with drug and alcohol problems. And I'm not saying this would apply to everyone. Because obviously there's all sorts of reasons why somebody might be depressed and somebody might oh, God self-medicate. Oh, with... a shitload of reasons to do so mm-hmm. and to be so. But the ones that are really weird is when you don't really have any obvious reason for doing it. Good family. Right. Good job. There's no... And you kill yourself for no reason. Exactly. Or, well, no reason that anyone else Or you just suffer from severe depression. Right. Because depression, you know, there's situational depression because, you know, oh, hey, stuff's fucked up, so it's making me sad. A breakup makes you depressed. Right. But then there's... They kind of diagnose clinical depression as like, even if everything in your life is going great, you are sad as fuck and you don't have an explanation for why. Mind-numbingly sad, yeah. Yes. And so maybe it's because... What if... A different sort of Mandela effect or no, the same kind of Mandela effect. Exactly. And this could be... This could be... It could be aliens fucking with us. It could be government. It could be... It could be a multiverse. It could be a multiverse. Time travelers time travelers something where people suffering from this did indeed have something and or someone and they can't even remember that they have but they can still feel they still feel the the loss loss. of it they still have that void yeah yeah there's just some residual effect or imprint um of something that we had and now we don't and yeah all you can feel is that void it's like when you have a dream about something really awesome coming happening whether it's you're in a great relationship or you get a new car or whatever and then you wake up and you're just in your same old shitty life and you right. still feel and even even something that's just a dream you still feel that loss or you still feel that loneliness because you thought you had something you and you then it, and it was so real and it was so cool and it was like oh my god i got this now and then you realize like no this was a dream and i can't actually manifest what i had in the dream in right, my real life right. like no i don't get to take keep all that treasure like, i just oh, discovered waking Damn up it. alone again or mm-hmm. whatever yeah yeah but yeah i mean what if that what if that's one of the reasons like people suffer from depression maybe. and maybe self-medicate with drugs and alcohol because there's been all these instances where they've had somebody and they lost them and they don't even fucking know what they lost they can just only feel the void of it. Or maybe a lot of suicide cases where all, all, everyone who knows the person so well is like, we don't know why. Maybe because they had something that no one, everyone else somehow got their mind erased they had. And this mm-hmm. one person only had that one little recollection that just that subconscious knowledge of the loss. That's Right. Just a subconscious knowledge that something is missing in your life. Well, that's a wonderful, depressing thought. Yeah. And so <laughs> that's why... I mean, it's just, I'm not trying to, when I'm saying a lot of these things about, like, the the alternate universe theory, I'm not trying to 
completely be dismissive of that. It's more like, I don't want that to be true even one fucking bit. Right. Because if that is the truth, like there's other universes that are leaking out and it might be causing me to have had things and then lo- lose things and forget about and it and forget about it and like having no control if it's something that naturally and, happens yeah. and it's just and then i don't have any fucking memory of it except maybe some sort of residual feeling of loss negative negative things not yeah not like oh man i'm happy it's because, for no reason it's like it's oh because, man like, everything's fucked up and that's shit there's been like you know a hundred different times where i had somebody and then i fucking lost them and then that was erased and I'm just going through it over and over and over again. And I mean, I'm the kind of person like I, I love my reality. Like yeah. my reality can be annoying and shitty at times, but I, I love it's having, yours. It's, it's your reality. Yeah. And it's my kids. And I know all the crazy little things that occurred in my lifetime that led me on that path to having those children. Because I mean, that's something where, yeah, one decision, one way or another, something changing about whatever. I mean, it could be totally different kids not having those kids. Yeah. And I don't like the thought of, like, other realities being out there where I don't have my fucking kids. Yeah, there you go. Or maybe I had other kids and I don't have them now. And, I mean, I don't want it to be true even one little bit. And to lose something that's so close to you on Mm -hmm. any level, whether you remember it or not, is impactful or could be impactful. That is, like, a fucked up thought to think that, like, maybe we're being put through something like that. Yeah. It's just, ugh. So, yeah, no, this is why I like to think this is this is my only timeline and this is my reality. So you're not going with multiverse. You're going <laughs> to go with either a time travel or a psychological effect for Mandela effect. Yeah, but or again, aliens, I'm not, I'm not, maybe. I'm not 100% on, on time travel either just because, so like I said, it's... like the butterfly effect, I feel like, like they can't make a change that's going to be so small that it's only going to result in like, a name brand or something being spelled differently. But if you are living in the now as it happens, you're not going to know the changes it has down the, the down in the future. And it's all going to be natural because that's all you're going to know. Right. And so again, it could be stuff yeah. where it's like going back and it's fucking with my future. I don't want to think about that either. I want to think about somebody going back and like fucking shit up and making it so that like I had something in like I would have had something, but now I don't have it anymore because something went back. So you're going psychological for Mandela. I'm going psychological because like, yeah. Okay. I just, and it's almost, I'm thinking like, it's almost like echoes through time. Like if you're, if this is something that's actually happening where, yeah, you have people and then you fucking lose them, but then you have no memory of them. But it's just, it's just out there echoing infinitely those changes and those realities and that's just that just fucking fucks me up <laughs> all right well that's that fucks me up big time i don't that, like it i think it. it will most people i mean right that's, I, I wouldn't i would right. say that it's gonna fuck up that's that's not a great thing i would say psychological but i would say that i'm not a hundred percent um i would say that i'm open to the idea that some of these psychological things could be do could be parts of it parts of it could be done purposefully yeah yeah Yeah, it's not all i think some of it is how we interpret things yeah and because the mind is crazy but i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if there weren't a few things that were purposely put in there i wouldn't either i wouldn't either yeah all right then 
Well, this would be our second listener's listener choice. choice. Mandela Effect. Thank you, Amanda. Yes, thank you very much for the suggestion. It was a interesting, albeit terrifying... Mindfuck. Mindfuck. <laughs> yes. So we will talk to you next time. Take care now. Do you enjoy the Stranger Than podcast? Please let us know. Rate and comment on iTunes. Check out and like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash stranger than podcast. Our Twitter at underscore stranger than or drop us an email stranger than podcast at gmail.com. That's stranger than podcast. All one word at gmail.com. Also feel free to email us any strange, mysterious, or misunderstood stories or topic suggestions that you'd like to share or hear about.